0: On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're talking about the Nindies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Ian Hink. Hi. And our special guest from Game Explain, Ash Paulson. Hello there. And uh, we got a lot to talk about with uh, the Nindies that happened. Uh, Nindies Direct happened recently, and uh, before that there was actually a a Gamescom video presentation that also covered a bunch of indie games for Switch. And uh, I wanted to start off real quick before we dive into it, just clarify what was going on, because there was some confusion and questions about what we'd be covering on this episode, so originally... At the end of the last episode of Friend Code, I said, hey, I know a bunch of you wrote in questions about the Nindy stuff. We will definitely cover it on the following episode, which is to be this week's episode. And then, of course, Nintendo announces a Nintendo Direct was going to happen today. And completely changed course and said, okay, because it's a 30-minute, like, Direct, it's probably going to fill up the entirety of the episode. So, we're only going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct announcements. And I saw some people upset about that. And then as you saw, unfortunately, there was a big earthquake in Hokkaido, Japan. I want to say you know like sympathies to anyone who is affected by that. You of know, course. Absolutely yeah. it sucks and it's sometimes Mother Nature sucks like that. And uh, they decided to delay out of respect for everyone there. They decided to delay the direct to a later date and now we're back at Nindy's. And I'm (laughs) going to say thank you to Ash for, like, the (laughs) back and forth because they originally got Ash on. They're like, oh, we got the Nintendo Direct, and, like, last minute it was like, "Uh, can you come back on again?
1: No, no, I I felt bad, too, because, you know, once the Direct was announced, I was like, well, I'm going to be working with Andre and Derek and John on post-Direct content until at least, like, you know, for another good three, four hours. So I, I wouldn't have been able to make it, so I'm glad that you and I were on the same page about that. For like, sure. Yeah. In my head, I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. So <laughs> busy. Like, There's They're no way. No way he's gonna be. So yeah. No way that's happening. Yeah. On a direct date, like, Yeah. Now I gotta find an
0: extra person joining with like Ian and I because it's like, "All right, guys, who wants to like come and do this with us?" And I was like, "No you know, I was like, "It's a on
2: direct. one." Right. Really
0: but uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Maybe next episode we'll see. But Nini's direct stuff. Um, this one was hosted by uh, Kirk Scott. The manager of public, uh, uh, wow, the manager of publisher and developer relations, and uh, this was a, a about a fifteen minute video that covered a a, a wide variety of uh, indie games, and uh, Nintendo's been doing this for the last few years, right around Pax West, or Pax Prime now, or no, Pax Prime used to be Pax West right. now. Yeah. Uh, they they do it like right before it comes out, and it's a nice little thing they do. And uh, this one started off... They start. They, they got right off the bat with a Hyperlight Drifter. Mm. Um, this version... Uh, it's, so, it's, it's already been released. It's finally coming to Switch. So, this one's going to come with an exclusive outfit for the Switch version that will help you reveal secrets. Uh, it's also going to come with some exclusive new weapons, apparently, for the Switch version as well. Um, by the time you're listening to this, whether you're a patron or not, it's already out. September 6th. Yeah. Uh, it's hitting uh, Switch. Um, and just real quick, for anyone who's not terribly familiar with Hyperlight Drifter, uh, originally a Kickstarter game uh, from uh, Alex Preston. Uh, he dubbed it a combination of A Link to the Past and Diablo, and uh, I guess the, the kind of like the the themes of the game were kind of. Inspired by the the heart disease that he, yeah. yeah. So Hmm. it's a very personal thing for him.
3: Yeah, he's actually a friend of mine. Okay, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's based on his health issues and stuff like that. So very, very abstracted. There's no dialogue in the game or anything, but yeah, that's Hmm. pretty. Heart machine.
0: Um, and the visuals. uh, This is the reason. This thing. Besides the visuals, the first thing that grabbed my attention, but also what people were saying about them. There are a lot of comparisons to like uh, Studio Ghibli work. People get thrown around Castle in the Sky. I, I believe uh, Alex actually said it was Nazca of the Valley of the Wind is yeah, was the biggest that. inspiration actually for that. Um, so I'd like to know both of your experiences with this game. Have you played it? Uh, and what are your thoughts about it? Uh, specifically coming to Switch. Like, you're excited for this.
1: Well, especially as in A Link to the Past style experience, I think it's perfect for Switch. Of course, that's kind of the meme now. It's perfect for Switch. It's got to come to Switch. Because <laughs> everything's perfect. I know, everything is. Um, I have not personally played it. It's one of the many games that has fallen victim to the too many games, too little time okay. thing that we all go through. However, it is high on my list. I really, really want to play this game, if only because everything I've heard about it is just... It's phenomenal. It's a must play title. Um, so it's definitely on my radar. Uh, John reviewed it for Game Explain, he loved it and uh you know and and he and i see eye to eye on a lot of things so that's also another great endorsement for him i love the art style i love the whole just the overall vibe of it i didn't know that about the the, the, uh, the guy who made it is your friend and it's based yeah. on his health issues so yeah, i think yeah. going into it knowing that i think is going to make it even more interesting for me mm-hmm. and uh yeah this is a game that is absolutely on my radar and has been on my radar i just haven't had a time chance to play it yet
3: yeah, it's visual. the visuals are my favorite part. And the music, I think, Disaster Piece. Rich Freeland did the music. Okay, um, But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he did all the music. Maybe other people did some too. But uh, yeah, visually, I think it's an amazing game. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm going to play it on the Switch for, for sure. I'm going to download it later today.
0: Oh, today? Uh, probably. I mean, oh, yeah, it came out
3: today. Right. Uh, yeah, that's Might well. true.
1: What kind of music is it? Like, what's the soundtrack like?
3: Uh, Kind of like... Ambient electronics synthy, nice and a blade runner y
1: very cool. Okay,
3: um,
0: yeah, that's good style. Yeah, yeah it's a
2: good definitely style. I like that style. i down for
0: that. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I'm in the same boat as you, Ash. Actually, uh-huh. this is something that I never got around to. Um, there are, I think, two times I almost like pulled the trigger on trying to jump into it, but I think, uh, especially now it's coming to Switch, it's definitely like have to get this at some point, have to dive in. I think. Uh, the holidays, uh, is Mm. one I'll probably get in because, uh, the last few, last December, I actually picked up like two or three different, uh, indie titles off the, the Switch eShop. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to try through these out. And now it's like, now it's going to be, I have a lot to choose (laughs) from that are great. Yes. Uh, this is definitely going to be at the top of that short list now. Um, yeah, last year was a uh, Steamworld Dig was the oh, one too yeah. was the one that like stood out yeah. for the most. I had a
3: blast. The game is with
1: that. fantastic. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Steamworld Dig yeah. too. Man, all those are so good. Yeah, and then Heist uh, is really the good the too. Blossom, the Zelda like game. Blossom Tales. <laughs> Blossom Tales. I was actually
1: that's what came to mind when you said December because that's what I was playing in December as well, and that was really good.
0: So I I, I recognize the quality, but I have this this is a, this is a personal personal Damiani issue here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I have a weird like. I don't want to say maybe it's a bias. It's almost like an aversion to like anything that is labeled a Zelda clone. Okay, I, I go into it and my mindset just like changes. And it was trying to, I guess, some of the the parody of it was just to me didn't didn't sit well enough with me. And I'm sure, sure and that's just a me issue. And it was just taking me away from the gameplay so much that. I just wasn't enjoying it because of that. Uh, Even though I knew the I, 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 this gameplay was actually good, and I was enjoying it. But the like the narrative stuff, like the parody stuff it's at like the beginning, joke-y yeah, yeah okay. sure. I know like, what you're it, talking like, the about. The opening like literally tries to be like the story. It tries to like say it's like a legend or something. They like, cut it off totally. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I was like, <laughs> oh come on. I mean, yeah. I it's cute. It's funny but at the same time. Sometimes you just are too deep into a, a fandom, and it just that's just you're the reality.
3: Uh, You're too deep, no I, know, I deep. totally
1: hear you although I, I, I feel like keep. it did do that kind of aping the 2D Zelda style quite well although most okay. people at the time were saying that it was like it was a link to the past or based on a link to the past and I actually disagree the way the the, 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 the size of the character and of the main character herself and the way she moves actually reminded me more of Link's Awakening
0: hmm. I was gonna say Game Boy Le- uh, Legend of Zelda was the vibe I was getting from it. Right. Um, I mean, I never. I don't think I went into it thinking, oh, this this is a link to the past clone or something like mm-hmm. that. But that's what people are saying. I mean, I didn't play all of it, so obviously sure. I can't speak. But what you just said, and yeah. Going up and the I did I play played, all of it. I yeah. played an hour. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, yeah, this is a Game Boy Zelda ish game. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, probably games. they just said the one that most people yeah when you throw out A Link to the Past yeah, for Retro like, oh, Zelda, right. it's, yeah. it's the mainstream pinnacle but you know some like other people are like wait don't forget about Link's Awakening yeah. then all the I, other people will be like don't forget about the Oracle games right and some yeah. people even be like, don't forget about the Minish Cap. <laughs> yeah. <Keep going. laughs> I will
1: say that it's a shame you didn't get to the end because some of the best music in that game comes at the final dungeon. Oh. So it is worth it to get well, to the I'll, end I'll if you're I'll a big listen to it. Yeah, it? you, you can at least listen to, listen to it. The soundtrack. Yes, it's worth it. I know that Watch it doesn't
0: play through. Yeah. It doesn't exactly give you the same sure. feeling of cause you know. Music listening on its own without the context is a whole different thing for your first experience versus experiencing it like in an epic fight or something like that.
1: That is why I have not listened to Xenoblade Chronicles Two soundtrack yet because I have not had a chance to play the game, and I refuse. Yes, I refuse to not to hear that game or to hear that soundtrack in anything but the proper context for the first time. (laughs) So,
0: very wise, very wise. (laughs) Um, We have our first question um, submitted from our patrons, and it comes from Adam, and uh, these are. This question is about Hyperlight Drifter. I didn't get a lot of questions about specific games listed in the direct, um, but these are all questions uh, centered around uh, indie or indies from for the Switch, and uh, just broader questions about that. And as I said, the first one comes from Adam, and Adam says. Yay! Ash returns <laughs> in hopes that a direct doesn't derail this
1: episode. Wow! And
0: they wrote that before
2: the <laughs> and it sure <laughs> did or
1: almost did. Almost. Yeah, very. Prophetic. But the best
3: kind of derailment. That's I mean, great. There, like, you get
0: double derailed. That's um, great. I'm scared of indie games lately. The major ones I've tried fall into two categories: multiplayer or extremely difficult. I'm currently <laughs> dying my way through Hyperlight Drifter, Ian. Next time you hang out with that dev, shake your fist at them for me. (laughs) Will do. Nice. Do indie games crank up the difficulty, or am I just bad at games? Or do the easy ones just not get as much attention? Are there any good, relaxing indie games coming up that you would recommend to someone with subpar reflexes? Thanks, and have a good one, Adam.
1: All right. Well, we actually were just talking about one. Of course, now difficulty is relative. Mm-hmm. You know, a one game, one person's hard game might be another person's easy game. But Blossom Tales, actually, I think, is a good mm. example of a indie game that is perfectly manageable difficulty wise. And now of course that is one that's not super popular, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but one that has, and I may get a little flack for this because some people consider this to be a really hard game, but Shovel Knight is one of the highest profile mm-hmm. indies you could, you know, ask for, and it had the way its checkpoint system works or its death system works is that there are no lives, you can never run out of lives, and you can hit or skip as many checkpoints as you want. Thus, adjusting your own difficulty mm, yeah, yeah. on the fly. So, if you hit every checkpoint, you're never going to get kicked back too far if you die. And personally, I think Shovel Knight's very manageable if you do that. So, and and you should play Shovel Knight anyway. Like, please yeah. play Shovel Knight. It's phenomenal. So, I think that's a really good one personally.
0: It's a good suggestion. I would
3: uh, I would recommend. It's difficult, but in a different way, and it's never it's never that hard and challenging is yoku's island express Ooh, ah, yeah. super one. super good really chill vibes we recently played it at uh easy living but it's very relaxed you said relaxing right so uh, yoku's island express came to mind immediately it's a metroidvania pinball game uh where the difficulty is not in like fighting a boss but just like how do i get the pinball to go right there which is kind of a low stress problem generally so you might dig that one i
0: love that game good vibes i feel those two suggestions shovel knight and yoku's island express have a. Uh, I think the 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 even with the generous checkpoint systems or that focus watching them or at least yeah. watching yoku's at, at easy living i played through hollow knight i think the reflex part they're saying like i don't have sure. the greatest reflexes sure even with a generous checkpoint system i think if you fail enough you just kind of get turned off. That's fair. Like you could be, take a break, but if they're constantly experiencing it, so I guess, are there any, like, more adventure or, like, narrative-driven ones that you could suggest? That
1: yes. Are, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm playing one right now called Cosmic Star Heroin, and oh, it's, oh, I yeah. to play that. It, it's absolutely, it's so Chrono Trigger-inspired. It's oh, so clear that the battle gosh. system is ab- is totally inspired by Chrono Trigger, which, in my opinion, you can't ask for a better inspiration because that's my favorite game of is all that time. On Switch? It's on Switch now. Yeah. Oh, whoa! I gotta get that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and you can adjust <laughs> the difficulty on the fly. It's a, it's an RPG, a JRPG style game, uh, and you can adjust the difficulty on the fly. And I've been messing around with the various difficulties. And if you play on the harder ones, it can be pretty challenging. But the easier ones, it even says, I think like I think the description for one of the easier difficulties is for those who like victory, and it's <laughs> a very it's just—it's like a victory. very breezy, very relaxing experience, and if you know you're like me and you don't necessarily feel like you have to play through in the hard, hardest difficulty, and you just want to have a nice, relaxing time, I would recommend that. And it doesn't require any sorts of reflexes because the combat is menu-based, mm. turn-based. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely recommend that one. Um, yeah, Cosmic Star Heroine. I like—I I haven't finished it, but so far from what I played—that's a few hours. I'm really enjoying it. Uh,
3: kind of on the lines still of of. Some reflexes, platforming kind of stuff, but sort of more make your own platforms, make your own way. The SteamWorld Dig games, I think, are really phenomenal. They do have a couple of little uh, difficulty bumps, I think, but nothing too terrible. And SteamWorld Dig 2, I think, is even more manageable than one. Okay. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. Dig 2
1: felt a little easier to me. Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: and you can get through the whole game. I think I, like, 100%ed SteamWorld Dig 2 in, like, seven or eight hours something yeah, like that like, the, I, I don't remember specifically but it's not right. that long and I just I really like those devs are really nice the games are really good Steamworld Dig Hi- or Steamworld Heist is much harder but still very cool
0: but yeah those games are really good I need to actually go and play the first Steamworld Dig because I've only played oh, two I'm sorry, I actually
1: uh, I went back and played the first one and you can see where you. it's, it's cool to see the genesis of a series mm-hmm. like that especially where the sequel's so much better yeah. and you can see where all the, the better stuff took root Gotcha. And uh, I do have one more suggestion, actually, that just came Go to ahead. mind. Uh, it's another platformer, but it, this also can be made as easy as you want it to be, kind of like Shovel Knight. And that's Mighty Gunvolt Burst. Oh, uh, um, that's an Inti Creates game. And yeah. don't let the Mighty Number no. Nine connotation or or uh, or connection throw throw you off or scare you away. Yeah. This is absolutely Mighty Number no. Nine the way it should have been the first time around. Um, it, it proves that Beck was never the problem. He's he's a cool character. It was the game he was in that was the problem. Okay. And Inti Creates took. Totally Beck and, and the Mighty numbers and, and put them in, a, in a, an actual 8-bit retro style platformer that is 100 million billion gazillion times better than Mighty number no. nine. So please please do not let that turn you off of, off of it. And if you like platformers but want one that lets you kind of set your own difficulty on the fly uh, and make it as easy as you want, I do recommend that.
3: Inti Creates made the uh, the bloodstained Curse of the Moon. They did, yeah, yeah, and they, Blaster they, they Master they Zero, zero blast. as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah Curse so, of the we, Moon's good. Not uh, easy. Like, like, <laughs> Not <laughs> easy. We have one or two Inti Creates games on this list as well. Uh, uh, nice, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my hand in a ring real quick. Uh, Rhyme if, uh, oh, you, yeah. if okay. you have uh, access to one of the versions that aren't... Uh, don't have as many performance issues. Yeah, jobs. I
3: played on the PS4 and I didn't love it because yeah, of that. Yeah, they
0: <laughs> they've been. I think they've been. They've patched the PS4 and PC versions. Oh, okay. At least once they did. They did do a Switch patch as well. Didn't do. A, I don't think it did enough. But if you have access to PS4 or PC version, I would say. And and the patches have come far enough. Long. I played it on PlayStation Four Pro when I released it, and oh, I okay. had very minimal I was performance on issues. Sure, yeah. it had and pretty it, bad yeah, performance it, uh, issues. Yeah, so you could, if you can play it without performance issues, somehow, really good game, very slow paced like very minimal platforming. You don't actually fight anything. It's 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 about exploration and puzzles, and it's all silent, like no no dialogue in it, and really good music, and it's not that long at all. I think you would enjoy that as well. Is the
3: witness ever come? Has that ever been rumored to come to Switch?
0: I don't think it has. Is Can't that, remember can offhand. That game? Yeah, I mean they could port technically. You could port you it. Really want, but you could, that's just I how mean much effort. the puzzles
3: would be fun with the finger controls, but eh.
0: <laughs> it would be cool. Whatever. And, yeah. Um. Next game on the list from the the Nindies was Towerfall. Mm. Um. From Matt Makes Games. We just did Celeste. Uh. Archery Combat Multiplayer Game. Um, and it's great for a uh, couch multiplayer. Uh, this is a very popular game uh, for at least this, uh, the game trailers days. This was like played a lot mm-hmm. in the back. <laughs> I remember seeing that. This The Switch version is going to include all the expansions, all the content from that, exclusively... To the Switch version is play as Madeline and ba- is it Badeline?
1: Badeline. Badeline. Bad- yeah, Madeline battlelin
0: yeah Madeline 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 <laughs> who uh, from Celeste uh, it's gonna actually have six player battles using white utilizing widescreen levels that was like the big thing in the that's trailer cool. it goes from four three to sixteen nine I was like okay mm-hmm. like that's gonna be interesting uh, four new gameplay variants um, they already said they have a lot of variants in there but they're throwing in four more um, didn't see what the specific ones uh, it was kind of funny. A quick aside, a lot of the script that was being read in the Nindies Direct, uh, that same verbiage is on a lot of these game pages, home pages, or Tumblr pages. Sure. Oh, so great. I don't know who did what. Like, did the, the, the developers write this first and just give it to Nintendo, and Nintendo write these beautiful things, and then the, they just right. take it. But, but, I would guess the developers I think had the their developers. Like That's what i'm words, thinking. Yeah. and they just yeah. sent them oh, in, yeah. and they just read them. It was, but it's very nice wording, so yeah. they might as well use it. Um, this is coming September 27th. And so obviously I know Ian has played Tower Fall. Have you have you played this game before, Ash?
1: I have. I have it on PS4. Um, And I mean, I I don't know what else what I can say about it other than it is perfect for switch mm-hmm. i mean it it really is the whole couch multiplayer vibe the the retro style graphics it's not the kind of game that's you're going to have a compromised experience because the switch is lower specs or anything like that and it's it it is a multiplayer focused game and the switch is a multiplayer focused system when it wants to be so mm-hmm. yeah i i mean it's it's great that it's coming to switch it feels like a natural fit and i'll be downloading it for sure uh, i don't mind i don't mind double dipping because tower falls great and I never really found that many people to play it with on, um, online on PS4, so... Although that's personally probably my fault because I don't play online all that much, but I would love to have it on my Switch to play locally with other friends.
0: Is this been something we've played on the group stream yet at Easy Allies, Ian?
3: Uh, maybe. I, I've always been, like... I've always had, like, Cassandra Syndrome when it comes to these, like, Samurai Gun and Towerfall because I always have preferred Samurai Gun, Okay. But, like, I felt like no one believed me ever. And, like, <laughs> no one would ever play it. And, yeah. like, Towerfall is good. You know, it's great. But, like, uh, yeah. So, I don't know.
0: It's always, yeah. I can just remember many times in the past Ian going, Samurai Gun! Like, for stuff. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like, can we play one of these? And it's like, people. Samurai Gun is,
3: is the controls are perfect. Yeah. Samurai mm-hmm. Gun, like, like. Prized for
0: Samurai Gun to be played or heard many a time. But in no, yeah, the is good. But yeah, it looks, I mean, yeah, if you've never seen it before, like, yeah, the, like, nice, like, retro aesthetic, and this looks like, yeah, like, really fun, like, simple controls. It might look a little bit more, I think, complicated in the, the videos, perhaps, but I think just spending, like, five minutes with it, you'll get it. You, you'll right. understand how it works. It's got, got it a works. lot more,
3: like, yeah. items and stuff. That's
0: and, where I think the, if you're, like, wondering about meta and stuff like that, that's yeah. probably where it comes in, but just in terms of, like, playing with friends and enjoying it, I think that's all you really need to like understand to have a yeah. good time with it.
1: Well, and hopefully it, it pushes some players toward uh, Celeste if they haven't already played it, yes. because that's a great game. And since the, you know, the same developer, perhaps those who purchased Towerfall like it and see, like what they see and play, they'll be like, oh, hey, this other game, Celeste, and, oh, this character is from Celeste, maybe I should check that out. And that's a game that should be played.
3: Celeste is very hard, though. No, that's true. Yeah. It's it's so for Adam, not for Adam. Adam. Not Don't, for Adam. <laughs> Don't play Adam. that. Yeah. <laughs> be careful of that one. Uh, yes. But, I mean,
0: pretty like Matt makes games like pretty impressive to have Towerfall right and in Celeste as well. Like right, two. Yeah. I mean, Towerfall started on the Ouya. If I if I remember. Correctly.
3: Oh, wow,
1: uh, the Ouya. Oh yeah. man,
3: Matt's a nice guy too. Nice.
1: So.
0: We have a uh, we have another question. Uh, it comes from, uh, I think it's one D ten. The show is their yeah. username. Hey allies and Ash, the Indies are flowing faster and faster, and many older Indies are making their way to the Switch. But there are still some gaps. What indie currently unavailable for the Switch would you love to see brought over? Love and respect. Oh
1: man.
3: Well, The Witness,
0: I suppose. Well, yeah, <laughs> just, I just, just, taught, just, just brought that up. Let me think. God. Yeah, take, uh, take a second. Um, yeah, because up until this direct, uh, there were like a few. I think like ah. like we knew it was coming, like Undertale. But the, like that was a big Undertale's one. Undertale's a big and, one. And yeah. It's finally is going to be coming. But people were like clamoring like for that. Like it seemed like one of the most obvious ones. Um, thinking about so, like some of the old old stuff, like going back to even like Wii days. Like, uh, yeah. is is it on Switch? World of Goo, uh,
1: World of Goo is on I Switch. Think it so is. Is? Yes, okay. that's one. Yeah, so it's Cave, Cave Story.
0: Cave Story. Story. Yeah, yeah. I know that one's on there. This
3: would be kind of funny. The console ports oh. of the Mist series have never been good, but like they're coming out with all the new HD collection soon, very okay. soon, I think. That might be funny on the Switch. I wonder.
0: Um, it was a Wii <laughs> game. It was not a Wii or anything. It was an actual physical release. Uh, Lost in Shadows. Okay. Shadow. It was like the game. It, I kind of remember it's that. It's like foreground. You, you, can, you are... The foreground makes the shadows, obviously. And you are a shadow. You're like cursed to be like in the shadow world. And you have to interact. You, you can make things... You can interact in the real world to, like, change light sources or whatever. Huh. And that's how you can, like, make paths open to progress. I vaguely remember I forget remember if it's this. Lost, in, Shadow, do Lost too. in Shadows. I I forget <laughs> if I actually did the review or someone else reviewed it, like a freelancer, and I did the capture for it. But whatever, when I, I just remember playing it and being like, this is actually pretty good. I'd yeah. like to see this, uh, huh. you know, get another one or something, get more attention. I don't know if it was an indie game, but it was so small-scale, I think it might have been. Because um, okay. I don't remember the developer. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Any others? I feel like there's some like ones we are missing. Well, I I have FDL on Switch. Because they did a Breach Shadow Drop. I can not remember I don't assist. think I yeah where's I don't FTL? FTL. Okay, so FTL. FTL.
1: That's my answer. Is,
0: is
3: vvvvvv on there? Uh, I, a good one. I think
1: it might be. I one think one. it was. I think, yeah. I think it is now. I feel like I remember hearing about I that. I
2: played it on computers. So. I, I can played can it on check, 3DS. It's great. You check on the eShop. Um, <laughs> this. There,
1: there is a... It's not a popular one, but it's a, it's a lesser-known PS4, PS3 indie, I think, uh, that I played years ago called The Unfinished Swan.
2: Oh, yeah. That is one that
1: I... I would love to see on Switch. That's a game, just the gameplay is so unique that that's a game that I think should be played by more people. Um, more
3: Remains of Edith Finch, too. There, Yeah, that's a good that. one. Same, um, same company.
1: I do have a newer one mm-hmm. that I don't think very many people played. It's part of the Square Enix Collective, and uh, it's called Octahedron, and it's a rhythm-driven platformer, kind of like a just a synesthetic crazy electronic, you know, crazy colors, kinda like res almost, but it's a two D platformer oh. and you create your own platforms to get through these increasingly difficult stages. And the soundtrack is done by various chiptune artists and electronic mm. music artists. Oh. It is a really good game and because other like other games in the Score Enix Collective get almost no play yeah. and no attention um I actually mentioned it to a buddy at Nintendo hoping that they might yeah, like, check it out like... and get it on the Switch cuz it's perf- perfect perfect yeah, for the Switch. Really good. But but uh no, Octahedron is a game I would love to see on the Switch and if you have a PS4 and you like rhythm games and platformers, go check it out.
3: It's like uh, old school musical which is coming to the Switch and then mm-hmm. uh just beats and shapes. that might be PC only.
1: No, a Switch. It actually debuted on Switch and PC. Just shapes and shapes. Just shapes and, shape? just just shapes shapes and, beats. and beats. Yeah, oh, I, I know love that game. That game is fun. Yeah, Man, that that'd game is. would be hard with a
3: controller. I played it with a mouse.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Well, Joy Cons. No, yeah. you just play with the analog stick. It's quite easy. Oh, oh okay. not oh, easy, right. but it's quite natural feeling. But uh, yeah, that debuted in uh, at the end of June or at the end of May oh, on I Switch didn't know it was
0: and on PC. Switch. Okay, yeah. that's funny. Nice. It's just
1: it's a good one. It's a great game.
0: Nice.
1: The next game in our
0: list treasure stack yeah this is actually a brand new announcement uh, it's from uh pixel Akes coming to switch steam and xbox but not playstation uh. and you'll see why in a second okay oh, right yeah because <laughs> this is a block puzzle game with a platforming twist mm-hmm. um and it's gonna have an emphasis on cross-platform online play of course mm-hmm. so probably hence yeah. no sony but there'll also be local multiplayer as well it's coming this winter Um, I'm very curious about your thoughts on this reveal.
1: Um, I, I kind of, I well I was, I was busy in the GX back and trying to like, you know, add tags and descriptions and stuff, but I, I tend to kind of, you know, go glassy eyed when puzzle games start, you know, coming on screen because I'm just not a big puzzle game fan other than Tetris attack. I love my Tetris attack, but, uh. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen comparisons drawn to Wario's Woods, and I can mm-hmm. see why for sure. It looks interesting. It's just not because, again, I'm not a big puzzle gamer. It's not, the, like, the first thing I'd really go out for and be like, I have to play this. But it does look promising, and I do like that they're taking the platformer angle with it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I would like to see more of, but it's just one I'm not quite as sure about yet.
0: Gotcha.
3: I think it, I, I like puzzle games. I like, mm-hmm. uh, like Tumblestone or... Um Tricky Towers, Puyo Puyo Tricky Tetris, towers, that kind of yeah. stuff, so like, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Uh, I think if the price is right, it'll be really good, uh, really fun to play if you can get enough people to play with you.
0: But yeah, I'm excited That's for it. That's a good it. point, uh, the, the price point. I mean, I feel like everyone, you were saying like the joke, like you know, more like everything on Switch, basically, mm-hmm. and but price point I think is also going to be more important as time goes on with so many more games, especially uh, indie games coming to Switch and uh fighting for you know more attention like two or three years from now will it be the same story like everyone's like a, a cinderella story coming on switch or i'm seeing record sales i never saw before right and uh yeah i wonder how much more important i'll get because this is a game the like, because platforming speaks to my heart even if it's a puzzle game i just see the platforming and i go i have to try this gonna try this I, I imagine this is gonna be a candidate probably for a group stream at the very least sure maybe we would do an Indies focused uh, or indie focused group stream where we just go through like a grab bag of fun. the different ones would be awesome I think this would be really fun I know there are a lot of there's a lot of like history on our end with the game trailers with like puzzle games digging back to the money puzzle exchange at the GT offices <laughs> so those things get pretty heated but just the thing about like the different characters you select, there's like uh items and progression stuff as well oh, okay. in there and uh yeah it just seemed... Like A lot of effort and, and a lot of depth to what is a puzzle, essentially a puzzle game, like a, a, a block puzzle game, which I don't know if I really am accustomed to that. So it's kind of, I mean, right. I'm not diving on like, in a deep dive in the, that genre of games, but at the same time, it still kind of strikes me as a little bit impressive.
1: Right, well, it, it is something that I do want to check out because, as you'll see when we talk about a game uh, coming up from the Indies Direct, I don't, I don't have a blanket to dislike of puzzle games. There are certain games, when hmm. I play them, I'll make a, a definite exception for. And this may end up being one of those games because of the platformer angle. Yeah. So uh, it just, usually it's for me when there is a, when it's anchored around a puzzle experience, I just tend to be like, I'm not sure about this yet, but I'm going to wait and watch and see. And it very well may end up again uh, being a game that I do play.
0: Very good point have uh, our next question all right from straw hat ninja
1: oh uh straw hat ninja i recognize that name they're a backer for us too mm-hmm. thank oh, you cool. straw hat
0: greetings allies and ash who also says congrats on hitting a million subscribers thank you very much oh, yes <laughs> very good congratulations thank you very, yes very nice <laughs> Just a little jealous? No, yeah,
2: yeah, a little bit, a little jealous.
0: <laughs> no, that is, that's, really, that's really awesome.
1: Thank but you like, very much. Like
2: 800,000 like... to go. I mean. Yeah. Like a million. <laughs> no. Hey, you're getting there, though. No, we we'll Slow there. and steady. Maybe steps
3: to the elevator.
0: <laughs> My question is involving how Nintendo is handling indies. Nintendo has the Xenoblade DLC this month, Mario Party in October, Pokemon in November, and Smash in December. But otherwise, it's mostly indie games keeping everyone playing their Switch. Has Nintendo's focus on indies helped the Switch continue to sell well, and will developers continue to choose Nintendo over Sony and Microsoft since they seem to be giving them more advertising?
1: It's a good question, a good two-part question, and I would say no to the first and yes to the second. Mm. Um, I I do think that indies are going to continue choosing Nintendo because it used to be that you know PlayStation was the the friendly place for indies, and actually before that, Xbox was with Xbox Live Arcade in the early days. Uh, Now, not so much. It, It seems like. With a few rare exceptions that both Microsoft and Sony have kind of abandoned their focus on indies and Nintendo has m- been more than happy to step in and fill that void. So I do think that, that indies are going to end up staying with or, or picking Nintendo in general. And another reason for that is because you keep seeing these news stories where Blossom Tales is a, a perfect example again where I think Blossom Tales saw, sold four t- four times better on the Switch than it did on Steam. So you're seeing these these stories of uh, these success stories of indie games that are just selling like hotcakes on the Switch that never were able to find a, uh, an audience on Steam because of all the noise on Steam. There's mm-hmm. so much yeah. more noise to sift through.
2: That's very and
3: true. And I do think I, to second what you said. I from from various developer friends that I have, I have heard that Sony basically like actually like mandate from above like high command in japan or whatever it was like we're kind of done with the indie thing right and like uh nintendo is intentionally kind of filling that vacuum i think and uh microsoft is still doing well but it seems like they're going more in like the we want to own a bunch of publishers ourselves kind of route too right so like who knows That's
2: very true
1: nintendo does seem to be t- seem to allow a little more freedom now yeah. of course i'm not a developer myself so right. i can't say that for sure but nintendo does seem to be Willing to, you know, let these publishers, these small-time publishers, keep ownership of their projects mm-hmm. a little more than Microsoft might. However, in terms of the first part of that question, I would say no, only because there is still a large contingent of gamers who really only play AAA titles or, or, or bigger titles for, for whom, for some reason, they consider indie a genre, of games when right. indie games are not a genre. They're just, they have a different budget level and a different, you know, development history, but they're not a genre. Indie games aren't poisonous. I promise they won't, you know, you right. can play an indie platformer or a real platformer or, you know, yeah. and you're going to have just as great shooters. a time. <laughs> yeah. 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 First and, but I don't think that, that that, that message has gotten through to the general, gamer yet necessarily so i don't think that there are a lot of switch owners who are going for the switch and are are constantly playing their switch because of indie games for people like us yes because we're enthusiasts and we know that indie games are awesome but i don't think that that necessarily speaks to the general switch user
3: i do i do think though that kind of in line with what you were saying before with sales spiking on switch for a lot of these games there does to me maybe this is just my own uh, concept of it but like the fact that it is a home console and a portable console just feels so right for for many smaller scale games that many indie games are, you know, like Yeah, that's a great point. Cuz like playing something like Undertale, it makes more sense for me to be able to like play it on a plane or my couch or my TV instead of sitting just at my computer. Oh, totally. And and
1: because yeah. indie games tend to be, you know, a little smaller budget a lot of the time, you don't run into that problem where you know you, you don't have to ask yourself okay do i want to play this you know on the ps4 or the right. xbox one because of the graphical improvements right. usually with indie games they're going to look just as good and run just as well on the switch mm-hmm. as they would other consoles which is why i think i end up buying so many indie games specifically on the switch because i know i'm not losing out on a better graphical experience and i'd rather have them on the go too yes yeah. so i do think that's a great angle that, that, that i think that angle does help indies succeed more on the switch
0: totally yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, the the fact that they're all put together on the eShop side by side, both the quote unquote AAA and the yes. Indies, there's no yeah. like real separation there um, yet. Um, there's something. Oh, well, I guess the thing they introduced that we're we'll talking about later on is a news channel, not an actual eShop category, right? Sure, yeah. But you'll find like these indie games being at the the top of the best selling list, right next to any of those other, like, other big games out there.
1: Golf Story. Yeah. It's a perfect example. Yeah.
0: And people just see them and I think it just helps blur that line and I think a lot of indie developers are very happy about that because it helps, one, with discoverability, which has been a problem on Steam, to yes. say the very least. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it also shows that like, yeah, Nintendo, at least as much as we can see, is uh, not like dictating too much terms to them that oh you got to be in your own separate category oh like we want to give the spotlight to these bigger games because they have bigger budgets they need to sell or something like that there isn't really too much of that necessarily going on and to to the other point about uh the 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 game selling well because like you know they're they're they're, they are smaller scale you can take them on the go i think one of the advantages that the switch has um it's crossover like in in, over mobile other mobile devices especially like phones Um, and you're seeing this a lot more um, is that Switch is a dedicated game device and it is a hybrid but when it comes to its mobile side it clearly outclasses mobile devices in that regard as like a preferred place to play your your games on and Nintendo was smart to rush in to fill in this void not only because these indie games needed to go somewhere I mean they're going to be on PC but they'd like to be on other platforms as well but I feel like it solves two things. It brings in a high volume of quality games that are meant for like better on a game console. Trying to play some of these on a phone will work to some extent. But a lot of them as well will not be as a good of an experience right. on your phone, arguably. And uh, that 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 filling that void in the, in doing that and getting that high volume there, it both satisfies Nintendo's need to have quality content, but also quality mobile style like content that's good for on the go. Right and it's just like a one-two punch. I feel that's doing really well for them. And uh, but yeah, other the other points were really good and stuff. I think I, I do think Ash. There's still of people who just no matter what you say, they're just gonna be like,
1: I only want to play one
0: game a month. It's that big game. I, yeah, or it's, you know, or it's like, Oh, there
1: wasn't enough money spent on it, so it must not be as good. I'm like, no, that's just still not true. But of course, people <laughs> yeah. are gonna play what they want to play, and that's also fine at the end of the day too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah very true. Uh, Our next game on the list, by the way, thank you for that question. That was a really good question. Yeah. Um, uh, The next game is Zarvot. This is a unique one uh, from Snow Hydra Games. Um, It's a game that is uh, about friendship amongst cubes (laughs) in a cube world. And it's focused entirely on three cube friends as they live their lives in a realistic cube world. And it's hilarious because then the, it says, this, all this information is from all these game pages, by the way. Play with up to four friends in both ultra-competitive and party modes. And blast your way through over nine different destructible worlds. So it's like, oh, it's like fa- friends living together in right, right. Blast your Bless way! <laughs> the, well, the, during the, the, the,
3: I don't know if it's in the story mode or what, but they talked about fighting bananas? Yes. Right. On the switch there's like a Joy-Con there's like, control there's a banana Joy-Bot monster. character. It's called yeah.
0: Joy-Bot and you control it with the Joy-Con. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: And the levels are origami. I'm I'm, I'm the visual ide- the like the like design yeah. identity of this game is confusing to me at this sh- stage. Right. It probably all makes
1: sense when you (laughs) play it. I need to see more of it for sure. Oh yeah. I I will say that I already like the sound of there being a party mode and a hyper-competitive mode. Mm Because this is something that a recent indie game that we just mentioned, Just Shapes and Beats, that game does as well. And that game can be brutally difficult, Mm -hmm. which is great because if you have people over who don't play games as much, you just put on party mode and people can still have fun, but it takes all the skill-based element out of the window. And I think... Game, I, I love it when games meet people where they are, regardless of what that is. I think I think games should strive to meet people where they are mm-hmm. and be and allow themselves to be played in a way that suits their consumers best. Now that that doesn't that can't apply to every game, of course. But in general, I prefer when games do that. And party mode is a great way to take a game that is otherwise really skill based and open it up to the layperson, people who may not play games as much but still want to have a good time at a party.
3: I was just thinking about like a bloodborne party mode. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> or, like, yeah. Every time you get hit, just like confetti comes out. And, like, nice.
1: I'm, I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. <I don't> <laughs> I'm into it. They can
0: make it like turn, like it goes turn-based combat, turn-based. like like that's almost like nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, all right, now you take your time <laughs> aiming for maximum damage. I'm, like get get behind them. You can do. Back oh, I'm hilarious. all about it. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so uh, funny. This is coming out uh, first on Switch this October. Um, I didn't see any other platforms listed by them, so, uh, but the verbiage they use is first on Switch, so okay. it's probably coming at least, probably PC, um, we already gave like our thoughts on our reveal, but yeah, unique looking, but yeah. definitely probably need to see a little bit more of it, uh, it's pretty much like the only trailer they have for the game, they, they've been doing updates on, uh, on their social media feeds for this game, but this was, uh, the, the big reveal. Um next up is a question from Oni Zell 69. Very honest question as I am sincerely confused by this. Do you have any idea what made Nintendo change their attitude towards indie games so much in the past few years? <laughs> we kind of just answer this. Um but here this is an interesting. One. They were the last ones to embrace it and because of that a lot of indies hit, a lot of indie hits missed the Nintendo platforms. And I'm under the impression now that when you think indie game, you think Nintendo Switch. This seems to be endorsed by Nintendo as indie devs uh, uh, as a comment on how helpful helpful they are. Sorry, and how Nintendo has been marketing indie games themselves. Of course, the continued use of the strategy is due to its success. With reports of how well indie games do on hybrid on the hybrid platform, sometime outselling the other version sales combined. Um, but what was it that kickstarted this change?
1: I think it was the Wii U. Yeah. (laughs) It was a pure necessity. You know, third party companies were running, you know, screaming for the dumpster fire that was ultimately the Wii U, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And I I hate to say it because I love my Wii U, but yeah, it's you know, it was a mess. (laughs) Uh I played I still play a lot of Smash Brothers Wii U, but yeah, unfortunately at the end of the day the, the Wii U was a disaster for Nintendo and I think it was sheer necessity. Third party companies were running away from them screaming. Uh, understandably. And I think Nintendo needed that support. They needed, you know, they can't make everything themselves. They needed, you know, development that wasn't their own, that was, you know, the shore up releases for the Switch before third parties could be convinced to come back. Now that they have been convinced, you don't see that, you know, that, that sheer desperation as much. But really, you know, at the, at the beginning of the Switch's life, third parties were still pretty cold on Nintendo because of the Wii U. So they needed that support.
3: Not only that it it I think seconding everything you just said but also I think that after the stellar failure of the Wii U embracing indies is sort of good PR for them too they could be like hey we're the we're the console of the people like we we're <laughs> yeah. friendly to these guys and they're just like you you know like I think it's all just good PR for them. Especially yeah, it is. Sony's kind of a little bit of arrogance lately. Yeah. Right. Um, Sony, don't go down the dark path here, yeah, bud. Like, don't, don't, don't. Stay do what cool, you did after but PS2. don't get too. I cool. know because
1: I remember like one of my favorite parts of every E3 when Sony was still courting Indies was discovering indie games just right. walking through the playstation booth and discovering all these cool indie titles that i had never seen or heard great. of before and then there was that stark drop-off where they were just like nope we're only focusing on two or three big name games no indies in the show floor the and Sony now i'm getting that from, from nintendo like,
3: one of the coolest booths to yeah a booth where i'm like uh, <laughs> yeah me
1: t- all right, <laughs> it's <this> crazy <laughs> right yeah. it's like i don't yeah i don't feel like i need to go in and yeah it's right. weird
3: but yeah you're right yes nintendo is that now yeah
0: I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything that was said about the, the more recent uh, kind of like reason for why it's gone down this path. I think though there might have been this, this speculation, a theory of mine, but based on earlier trends, like way, like even before the Wii U's generation, um, I think Nintendo might have become acutely aware that there might be a a problem with the pipeline in terms of like getting third party, like large scale third party support, like they had been used to. I think. The N64 era was like a a kind of a shifting point for them, and they saw. Well, they saw a lot of good support during the GameCube era. I think they saw a lot of their usual suspects kind of like shun them on some of their franchises. Like, most notably, Final Fantasy. It's like, Final Fantasy used to be on your platform, it's gone. And. I think Nintendo has been like that was a wake up call to them and they were like we got to we might want to have a contingency plan someday because right. they were feeling still pretty okay about the subs in N64 I think GameCube was more the eye opening uh mm. yeah. we're not
2: invincible but right. like,
0: you saw cuz you saw when we when Wii and DS came out with the introduction of WiiWare and DS, DSiWare uh, as well that they wanted to start courting, like smaller scale projects find a place where i think they were still trying to figure it out like what is it gonna be is it gonna be us making them and getting like smaller studios do we have other studios and as you said like by the time we got to wii u and 3ds it was basically they had like lost almost all third party support by then but technology had caught up with them at least on their end because they've always been so behind with online stuff at least their online shops were high they exist I know a lot of people complain about the Wii U's uh, eShop, or the, the Wii U shop, that it its interface is nowhere near as nice and as good as Switch. Like People prefer the Switch version. Um, but at the same time, they're still we're like, this is an avenue we, we finally can deliver. We, we caught up. We can deliver you indie games, or any game on here, but right. we could very easily do this. And I think there could be a lot of reasons for like why... Switch wants to, like, is doing so well with this everything we talked about. There's also the the discussion to be had about whether or not the success of Indies on Switch is maybe why they're doing their approach with the quote unquote virtual console and their own back catalog releases. This right. Is one thing I've been thinking about a lot because I see a lot of people discussing this and theorizing that maybe this is a reason why we don't have the in your face buy all these retro games because it'd be another. Section of, of products, a catalog that now has to compete that these indie games would have to compete with, and those are just as appealing, especially to like right. the, the Nintendo fan base. Yeah. yeah, those would start to gobble up some of like, oh, I would have bought this indie instead, but nope, I got another like right. by Super Mario three for the twentieth time. I've right. better yeah. it right now. That's yeah. true. So I wonder if they like just pulled back on it and just said, hey, let's. This is more beneficial to us. We we know our catalog is strong, and we know people love our retro games, but that's not ultimately going to sell switches this stuff yeah. is going to get goodwill with like indie developers and it's why people might buy our platform and then if this ever tapers off we have this in reserve if it right. happens
3: well and it's tied in with the online service thing that like, too the NES games they wanted yeah they wanted to hold it back for that. and i imagine eventually they'll Start doing Super Nintendo games in mean, that too, right? You'd like to that's, imagine that. That's, that's the hope. That's I know. The dream. <laughs> I mean, uh, we will see. Who knows?
1: I would like to think that it was just sheer altruism. Like, yeah, you know, we need to give these guys a chance, and re-releasing virtual console games for the upteenth time wouldn't allow that. But I also think. Probably it has more to do with them not wanting to cannibalize their own market with the classic series of systems. That too. And they, they want said, to they lots. want to keep selling NES yeah. and SNES yeah. classics, and the way not to do that is to buy, <laughs> by to letting people money. buy them on the Switch. Very so, yeah. yeah.
3: Altruism probably doesn't factor yeah. in sadly. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Probably no. not. This is, like trying to be optimistic. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah,
2: yeah. Probably not.
0: I just want to like uh, it was a nice quaint like theory, so I was like, that's pretty nice. But right. Yeah. I wanted hmm. to give a shout out, but our next game though. I like this. <laughs> Mineko's Night Market from Miaoza Games and presented by Humble Bundle. Huh. It is a game about crafting crafts, eating eats, and catting cats. That I love that. I was like, what verb are they going to use for the cats? <laughs> you play, uh, along with all that, you also get to play a variety of mini games like Cat Racing,
2: uh-huh. Pachinko,
0: and whack taco Um... <laughs> It's coming first on Nintendo Switch in 2019 and PC and Mac later. I'm going to say there's a lot of focus on cats in this game and it speaks to me. Yes. I was like, "Yes, look at all these cats." <laughs> and to me because of that it looks like a more interesting Animal Crossing to me. I was like, "Whoa, there're cats in Animal Crossing? I know, sort but not a lot." Like, <laughs> they got <laughs> Abe, a mythical well, cat in like are weird. the villagers yeah. The,
1: this game absolutely just captured my imagination, just with Although, the visual style alone. I will say that I'm not, like, I'll play Animal Crossing, but I'm not the biggest life sim kind of minigame-ish guy, nor am I. Um, so I don't know if this is, like, a, a rush-out day one purchase for me. However, the art style, like, you can tell they have hit on something. The art style is so good, and it's yeah. just so unique, and I just got warm fuzzies, like, while watching it. I'm just like, oh, this feels nice. It just feels happy and warm, and it just feels like a feel-good game, or it looks like a feel-good game
3: what's the uh i can't remember the name of it the japanese cat like it's like tamagotchi but a bunch of cats it's recent whatever it looks like that combined with like stardew valley okay right uh yeah it looks like jolly vibes across the board um but yeah stardew valley style stuff isn't and minigame stuff isn't always my cup of tea so i'll have to wait and see on this Uh. one but
0: Plus, I'm a dog person.
3: I am, too. I I wasn't going to go there, but I'm a dog
1: person as well. I'm really (laughs) allergic to cats. I'm really allergic.
0: I mean, this is a game I will definitely play, but how long I play it, the the, the cuteness of cats will only carry it so far. Like, I've tried out a lot of other cat games as (laughs) well, like the the cat knocking off game, which is hilarious for like like 10 minutes, and then a... Like, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> Actually, I do
1: have to ask you something, since we're on the subject of cats. Did you see anything about the announcement of Gato Robato over PAX West for the Switch?
0: Um, I I saw a headline, but
1: I was. I've been you so need to be- check this game out. Okay. It is a Metroid game in which you play as a cat in a why? mech suit. Whoa. You play as a cat in a mech suit, <laughs> and you can get out of the mech okay. suit. So because the cat by itself can only crawl into small spaces, no. they're only things the cat can do. Yes. you need to check this game out. I played the demo. It's going to be awesome. It's coming, coming to Switch. Too? It's, it's coming to Switch first. I think. Oh, I think it's only okay. Switch and PC so far. Okay. You need to check this game. out
0: I don't know out. why I could. Conf- I once I want to say I conflated it with like. I heard the name and I kept thinking of Chrono Trigger as well. Oh, Gato the yeah, like the cat, cat robot, robot yeah. or something. And then I was like, I was so busy working on like my current work stuff. I was like, I, I, sorry, I'm busy this weekend. Right, I can't focus. On no, those. I don't blame you, but I was like, absolutely I can't look check at it anything, out anything. Got to finish reviews. It's like, sorry, that sounds awesome. Though. Yes, I'm definitely gonna <laughs> check that out. Definitely do, and I definitely will be checking this out. Yeah, our next question comes from Gonzalo Ru- Gonzalo Ruiz. Hi, allies. Given that Nintendo is embracing indie development, and even saying they're as important as third-party support could be possible, then the future they let an indie developer make use of one of their IPs. Something like with Sonic Mania, in which the Sega staff were mainly consultants and supervisors on that project. Or maybe more games like Snipper Clips, in which Nintendo oh, pushed yeah. a game concept from a smaller developer, love and respect.
1: Um, that's a great question, and I would like to say, at least in terms of the second example, we've already seen that, because that was actually, uh, Just Shapes and Beats is a perfect example of an indie game that, I had been following that for years, looking forward to it, because I just loved the concept so much, and then it fell off the radar for a while, and I was like, oh man, maybe they didn't get the funding, maybe it's just you know, it's just not going to happen, development hell, and then it suddenly reemerged as part of uh, the Nindies Direct earlier this year, yeah. uh, back in like April or something, and that was, and I talked to the developers behind the game, and they were like, yeah, it's completely because Nintendo decided they liked our concept and wanted to push it oh, cool. in a kind of Snipperclips-like way, so it's not exactly the same thing, because Snipperclips almost feels like a second-party game, whereas Just Shapes and Beats does not, however, you know, we, so we have already seen examples of Nintendo pushing specific indie titles.
3: I actually thought uh, Snipperclips was Nintendo in-house or, like, second party. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting to, to hear that it was pushed like that. But I, I'm all for it. I, I think that Nintendo should shepherd whatever they want onto this puppy.
0: I'm curious because, uh, about the first question, about letting any developer have access to one of the Nintendo's IPs. Oh. Basically, yeah. we've seen, especially with the, uh, since the launch of the Switch, we've seen Nintendo... Let others like mainly Ubisoft. Ubisoft has yeah. been able to do this. They got to take a crack with the Mario IP and do something completely original by crossing it over with the Rabbids and Mario and Rabbids. But uh, we also got to see like other. St- we've seen other studios handle like games like their biggest IPs, but it's still like Nintendo. Help like you know, the ones kind of like overseeing it. Most, uh, the, my most recent one that comes to mind is a uh, Mercury Steam and uh, the Metroid Samus Returns, right? Um, you know, all the flack that got because hey, they already did a similar type game and didn't do it go so well, but this time it's like, well, Nintendo oversaw this one, maybe, right? You know, maybe you should give it a chance, but um, I would say I'd like to see for specific examples, I can't name, I mean, I can name developers, but I'd like to see Metroid, like a 2D Metroid be given to maybe like uh like either like a way forward or a yacht club game right or something, yacht club. something, yeah. something, yeah. something yeah. like that let both of them work on it at the same time um or you know, integrates that's another yeah be like yeah definitely Love to see like um, to like re- retro 2d metroid like game be handed off like that um uh, the mother series earthbound if uh, they're yes. not gonna do anything with it you know, like, why don't you let someone else like try it you know it make, like, a retro-style, like, RPG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a unique uh, Earthbound style, I think
2: that it'd would be, be...
3: It'd be funny to see, like, Mario RPG or Paper Mario in the hands of someone like Toby Fox. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I know UB Art isn't really a thing anymore, but, like, they could do something, too, with it, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's something that I expect to happen just because yeah. Nintendo is, is they they you know, are so protective of their IPs yeah. and, and hold their cards so close to their chest. However, we have seen at least a version of that with Yacht Club Games, where Nintendo has allowed Shovel Knight to have an official presence among their other you know, among their own in house stable of characters in the form of the Amiibo, and now that he's an assist trophy in Smash Ultimate, yeah. which is mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. So. I feel like it's not impossible. I feel like there are certain developers, any developers, who are very cozy with Nintendo who have proven themselves, like Yacht Club Games, who may one day, possibly, perhaps, get a chance at developing a a Nintendo IP. Just
3: Think the words Yacht Club Games, Metroid, I got, like, goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah, they would. They would (laughs) knock that out of the park. (laughs) They sure would. Oh, man, would that be cool. So good.
1: Actually, I, I did an interview with Yacht Club uh, for the Udon art book uh, uh, one time, and they specifically talk about in, the, in that interview how they w- would really like to uh, – they love Zelda 2. So if uh, Nintendo ever uh, did a remake uh, of Zelda uh, 2, uh, there you go, right?
3: Don't <laughs> hold your breath, Yacht Club. Um,
1: I know. I know. Not, never yeah, going to happen, but uh, yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was Zelda 2 that they said they really liked. so funny. Yeah.
2: Our
0: next game on the list, Samurai Gun 2. Nice. Praise the sun. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. From Technopants and presented by Double Fine. uh, It is coming early 2019. Uh, The Switch version will have exclusive touch controls support for it. What? Weird. Uh, All new adventure mode. Four player versus mode.
3: Oh, that might just be for the comic book.
0: Oh, yeah, I get to that. Oh, later. that would make yeah. sense. Because yeah. I was like, uh, how would you... Yeah. There's a new mechanic being introduced in this one. It is crush a bullet between your teeth to send yourself flying in a plume of smoke. Nice. <laughs> All right.
3: Does that just mean dying?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I guess it's to launch yourself or something. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, we'll All see. right. Uh, it, the, it is getting a feature full-length graphic novel uh, called Trigger Soul uh, from Valentin uh, Sesh, and uh, the soundtrack is from Adam Drucker, who did First Samurai Gun*, *Enter the Gungeon*, and Gang Beast. Mm, so, right. how excited are you for this review? Oh, I'm again? I'm infinity
3: percent <laughs> excited, especially because I know I actually know. I'm not like trying to toot my horn or whatever, but I I, I know Bob Blythe, the guy who made *Samurai Gun* one. Uh, and I actually he told me one time that he was like trying to stay away from computers, and I was like, "You're a game developer? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you what? But so I was thrilled when I saw that because I always get after him. I'm like, put Samurai Gun on consoles. It's such <laughs> yes. a good game, and no one knows about it really because it's been on PC only, by and large. And like, Samurai Gun was at PSX like years ago, yeah. and, and yeah. so like it just it like took took the breath away. <laughs> yeah. it took my breath away to hear him. Because he lists those characters first, and then he just really nonchalantly, like, no big deal, just says, in Samurai Gun 2, and I was like,
2: what? Yeah.
1: What? This was not what, uh, Samurai Gun was not a game that I realized I had played before, but then when we talked about it earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, so I actually did play the original Samurai Gun at an indie mixer event years ago, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. And when I realized that this is the sequel to that, I'm like, oh, man, instant purchase. Yeah. Because I, I, I know it, why you love it so much. It's, it's great.
3: It, it's one yeah. of the best f- controlling games it's I really played yeah it it the one-to-one is just it, perfect uh yeah i played it on on my friend's laptop like an indie build like must have been seven years ago it yeah, mm-hmm. was the first time i ever played it before it was out and i've been in love with it ever since and it's never been on a console yeah it's driving me nuts what it sounds like from the trailer and i don't know if this is true or anything but uh it sounds like there's a new there's a new story mode, an yes. adventure mode, with characters and story. I'm very excited about that. You can play it alone or with a friend, I believe. Uh, but then there's all the multiplayer maps with some new maps, probably. But what it sounds like to me is this is Samurai Gun One coming to consoles refined polished a bunch of new content and an adventure on top of I it i feel
0: like yeah that especially yeah right. the video in the direct the nindies direct made it seem just like that yeah they, like, they which is the, great yeah uh
3: you know, it coming in consoles at all is phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Like, the story was, like, what? Like, people overdosing on gunpowder or something? Is that that's what it so is? Weird. Oh, that's man. I didn't mention that. That's some weird crazy. It's, like, hilarious. It's, like, a, a metropolis yeah. falling apart. Yeah, metropolis something. falling apart because their citizens are, like, ODing on gunpowder that's being stolen. That is hilarious. By like, the, like, the tyrant guy. That is was so like, weird. What?
3: You can... Gunpowder, apparently, is... You can... Yeah. Like, there's gunpowder green tea, right? That's got gunpowder in it, apparently.
0: Don't smoke after. Oh,
3: who knew <laughs> apparently I, I think it's got real gunpowder in it i don't know um, it, it seems crazy to me
2: yeah
1: i will not be trying it if it, well, yeah, <laughs> I've I've not had it. it's not something i would okay
3: <laughs> uh, maybe it's just called that i don't know let us know in the comments
0: it's a, yeah another another one to get excited for there uh, yeah uh,
3: what did it say early
0: 2019 i think uh yes it's coming early 2019 and it's a uh it is a I believe it is also a, just a Switch exclusive right, oh, right now.
1: Oh. Right.
2: I
3: was
1: unaware
0: of that. That's cool. Yeah, I think it is. On the double fine page, I think list it listed it as just for Switch only right now.
3: Wow.
1: And it's also exciting because I the the closest sibling that that has been available for consoles that I can think of would be Nidhog, but yeah. even that isn't that similar. So it's it's really cool to get this specific game on consoles because I remember having that same exact discussion yeah. with Samurai Guns creator at that indie mixer event. I'm like, is this ever coming to console? Because I would die to play this yeah. on a console so now now i can and i'm glad i remember that this is that's what that is because i really want to play it again
3: he's a genius and and he's like the nicest guy and he he never would toot his own horn or anything but i just think he's so good at development and yeah seeing this is so exciting Awesome, man
0: this will definitely be a yeah like, it's like it's <laughs> like it's
3: like Nidhog <laughs> if you had three bullets and there were eight people
1: that's a really good way and to put it
0: f- and faster somehow
3: yes it yeah. is
1: faster
0: yeah, it is very fast-paced. Um, our next question comes from Mike Spam. Hey, y'all. And it's written like that. A friend of mine mentioned how he felt that Switch's indie focus is a replacement for the Wii U's virtual console. Ah. Do you think this is a fair statement? If so, how do you think you would have felt about the Wii U if it had the same level of indie focus that the Switch had instead of the virtual console? Hmm. So they want the same approach that they're going with Switch right now. How would you feel?
1: Hmm. So, hmm. It's it's hard to say because I don't think it's necessarily a replacement for the virtual console for the reasons yeah, we yeah, kind of yeah, already yeah. we already covered yeah. that. I yeah,
0: it's more about yeah. Like, I guess how you feel and do you really think it would have made a difference? On no. The, that's like, yeah.
3: yeah. That's what I was yeah. just thinking about because it's like, is this a chicken and the egg thing or is it actually does one yeah. fall the other? Because the Switch yeah. was already very successful upon release. You know, more so not. The, the momentum was there yeah. in comparison to the Wii U.
1: The Wii U's problems began right out of the gate right, with poor yeah. marketing and poor messaging. And I mean, you know, even four years, in, which was the entire lifespan, but four years into the Wii U's lifespan, retailers still were calling it an add-on to the Wii, like an right. add-on gamepad. And it's like the messaging was so poor. The title so I, I don't movie. think there's any, yeah, yeah the title, right even with the title. It. I remember being there at the reveal at the conference and we're like, yeah, here it comes, it's the Wii U and everyone kind of looks at each other like what the like, hell is what? It? It's, it's it honestly it sounds like a webcam for your Wii right. or something. Right. It really sounds it's like, like a you know, service. yeah. Yeah, or, or, yeah or a service or something. Yeah. And so I don't I don't think there's anything including a focus on indie games such as we have now that would have helped the Switch. Or, sorry, think, that would have helped the Wii U.
3: Right. And I think I think that that it has to go in that order. Like yeah. The You're indie right. uh, any number of indie games would not have saved the Wii U. Yeah. You're right. But it, the success of the Switch
0: is Helping indie games, yeah, I really think you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone wasn't indies, as we said. Everyone right underestimated the Switch, right. And just I think because of the nature of their smaller scale and usually smaller budget, so many games take forever to develop. Not like trying to knock; it's easier work or anything like that. But with games that developers had already released, I think it was easier for some of them to catch up and get out on Switch faster. Whereas like the AAA publishers, like crap. It's going to take us a while to get some games. Here's some ports, but uh, it's going to be a while before you see those... uh... Those big games on we there. We
3: just we just need Super Mario Maker to come out on the Switch, and then we can forget about the whole Wii U incident.
1: I know, right? And we actually you know we <laughs> to speak to that point, Damiani, We've seen proof of that with uh, you know like releases like the Mega Man Lexi collections. Mm-hmm. It took Capcom you know a little bit of time to react to the Switch's market success, and then be like, hey, sorry guys, we hear you. Okay, here's everything you want on Switch now, because you know they were always planning on doing it if the Switch did well, but they needed time to react. Right. Yeah. And and AAA developers can't. They aren't quite as mobile they can't react quite as quickly as a smaller indie dev can. So I think we saw that play out in games like Mega Man Legacy Collection and such.
0: That's a reminder for, I think, the, the Disney Afternoon Collection is not on Switch. It's still not, which is it must it be, is a a be a rights thing. has to be Yeah, like, it has to be. They probably signed inked the deal, and the platforms that were listed were, like, it.
1: And... and it might not have sold well enough for them to be like, is, is it worth paying yeah. for the rights again for the
2: Switch? Yeah, yeah, very true. I wonder
3: how hard, like, if you're developing in Unity... Can you just deploy to Switch? I wonder if there's like a, just a package you can get and that does it all for you, or if it's more complicated than that. If you know, let us know in the yeah,
0: comments for this video. We'll, we'll bring it up in a following episode. I promise you that. Um, the next game was uh, Bullet Age. We're getting near the end of the list here. Uh, Bullet Age from Halfbot, Bot, uh, a two-person indie studio. Oh. Uh, this is a co-op action game that mixes gunplay and swordplay with platforming. Um... They use HD Rumble not just for attacks, oh, right. but for locating secrets mm-hmm. in there. So nice, like little throwback there. Um, the Rumble Pack, kind of like yeah. the Stone, Stone of Agony.
1: Agony. I was gonna say Stone yeah. of Agony style. Yeah, what's uh,
3: that from? Ocarina oh, that... Time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's uh, I haven't played that one. Oh,
1: That's oh the man, one I haven't played. I know. Oh I know. man, I know.
3: I know. It's okay. Fair I know. enough. I know. It's coming. I to didn't s- have. I oh. didn't have it.
0: Well, I have, Sorry, I'll have to help you out. That. Either. I know. Um, it's coming to Switch as a console exclusive this November, so thoughts on this one? Looks cool.
1: It does look cool. This one, this one kind of got lost in the, in the noise of the rest of the games for right. me, because I think just genre-wise and mechanically it looks yes. very just standard video game and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but there were so many eclectic titles shown off as well that I think it just kind of got lost in that noise, but having back, gone back and watched it again, it does look really cool. Well, and, and I think
3: yeah. if I were programming this Nindy, in I would have not placed this directly after Samurai Gun. Right. Because they
1: look Ye- kind of similar.
3: The The blade sw- uh, swipe is similar, you know. Yeah. yeah Just
0: put something in between them. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do think that that, might, that may have had something to do with the displacement. But at the same time, I think, uh, yeah, I do... Upon, like, watching it, I, I took a second look at it because the first... I rewatched their trailer on their own site, uh, which is basically just what was in the, the Nindy's Direct. And, yeah, I think it's the co-op part of it, I think, that might be the real hook for this. Yeah. So I feel Because everything else about, like, progression, like, you know, finding new items and gear and stuff like that to, like, you know, improve your characters and stuff. That, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to do something unique with that that's not what's going to stand out and like the trailer kept talking about that and then but the whole time you could see the two players doing it together and i know it presented as linear in the trailer but there was one line that made me think there might be there's some form of backtracking or some form of a. it's there might be able to like some form of like actual exploration not not Mm. so much like go to the end of the level or something like that um maybe i misread it or something like misread the vibe of it but I think maybe that's something they may, weren't, just didn't want to talk about, but they were like, just giving a subtle hint. Like, hey, maybe a little more, right. but we don't want to tell you about it just yet.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, if not necessarily content or gameplay-wise, but, like, if you get Streets of Rage or Scott Pilgrim game vibes, like the co-op, yeah. I
0: think it could be really cool. and good group stream or something, for mm-hmm. sure. That's true. Yeah, a lot of these other ones were, like, uh, more multiplayer-focused, mm-hmm. I feel, and this was a cooperative, not competitive, though. Mm-hmm. So right. that was a nice difference. Um, so this next question, I didn't look up what this is, because I'm relying on you two. (laughs) All right. Because I think it goes with with the sphere of the question. So David asks, what is the panel's current hype level for Wargroove?
1: Oh, man. Heard of it. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people are really going to be upset at me for this, but it's like, Honestly, like a zero, because I'm not a big... But, not, but that's not because it looks like a bad game. There's a difference between like me saying, oh, because it looks like it's bad, and me just saying, because I have no interest in it. I don't play strategy games. Uh-huh. I have... What is, what is... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's basically... Uh, it's kind of like Advance Wars. Oh, it's okay. very, yeah. Hype
3: level rising. So,
1: so that <laughs> personally is not my thing, but that's not me saying Wargroove sucks or anything like that. It's just personally not my thing. So my personal hype level is like not that high. But I can understand why other people are really excited for it completely. Hearing
3: you say it's like Advance Wars, now I need... Because I've just heard the name, but I haven't... Yeah, I, I, I think there's it.
1: I th- there and there, Correct me if I'm wrong. There, I think there's a development pedigree behind that with Advanced Wars, such that okay. there there may be people working on it who have worked or... on it. I don't know if that's try. You know, you let us know um, in the comments um, if I'm wrong. I'm actually looking it up. Okay, I so like, I could be wrong oh, about wait, that.
0: I mean, it literally looks like it looks Wars. exactly oh, like Advanced yeah. Wars. Yeah, okay. so, upcoming turn-based tactics video game by Cherryfish. Oh, Chuckle- I've heard of them.
1: There you go. And
0: uh, Chucklefish has done. I have seen this game. I have. Starbound, Risk of Rain, and Stardew Valley.
1: No, oh, okay. there you go. Well, there's there's your pedigree so right there. You there you go. So okay, it's so... it's almost guaranteed to be great. Right. Right.
0: It's it'll be good. So, um, yeah. Hype levels rising. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to describe that.
1: So yeah, my, mine unfortunately yeah. remain rather low, but that again, that's only because I don't play games in that genre. Not because the game looks unimpressive, because it looks quite impressive, and it looks like it's going to be. Very fulfilling for fans of Advance Wars, for sure.
3: I am, I am interested. Also, I just got an idea. We should make a Huber themed Streets of Rage game called like Michael Huber Hype Rising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: um Next up was the the World Next Door. Mm. Yes, from Row City Games, uh, being published by Viz Media, which is interesting. If you don't know who Viz Media is, manga anime licensor. You ever heard of Naruto? you ever heard of uh one what's piece? that what, what is that the manga naruto naruto it's or? like uh i think it's this, like ninja thing they like learned, it's some, like, some like, small time there's anime, like oh, and the, with thing. the super saiyans yeah they come right, down from like right, space right. and they throw like uh power balls at each other and that little like flute. ryu saduken yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The little flute, that one the
3: piccolo guy yeah 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 and a pirate uh,
0: ship got it yes there's definitely a pirate ship i think maybe could be a steamboat <laughs> uh they this uh so Roast games is interesting because i was looking them up and they uh they do a lot of PR marketing and it seems like they're newer to the game development side of things uh the other thing they the other project where they're actually involved in the game development i believe was uh, they worked on the game adaptation of okay ko let's be heroes for Cartoon network okay uh which is a show they came out in 2017 i'm not familiar with it but it seems to be somewhat popular yeah um this so back to the world next door uh it's about it's very story driven, but when it uh, uh, like making choices, it'll affect you know relationships, stuff like that. But uh, when it comes to the other side of the gameplay, it is fast paced puzzle co- like battles, basically. Right. Fast Space Puzzle Battles. Space, are you space gonna, Puzzle were you Battles? we going to, like, stand yeah. on runes and stuff to, like, yeah, to, like, make I'm symbols. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I've actually, I've, I've actually heard it be described as weaponized bejeweled, and after having played it, <laughs> I can say that that's actually not inaccurate. That is actually quite okay. true. Did you like it, though? You don't I like did. Puzzles. So this is a game I was talking about where I don't okay. just take a blanket I would hate of all right. puzzle games or anything. I played this because, full disclosure, my buddies, I have buddies at Rose City Games who sure. are working on this, and I, I actually, uh, they marketed the game I recently produced, Hive Swap act one so i do have a professional connection with them however despite that this game is a lot of fun and it basically is a match three style game but you have full control over your character at all times so you actually do have to kind of like you know dodge enemy attacks and like you know stay away from enemies so it is reaction and gameplay based as well like it's not just match three
3: so it's not it's not just like 10 million, or you're going to need a boat, or whatever, where you just match and then a character that you're Not like at controlling all. attacks. Not at all. You, you have you full
1: real time control over oh, your okay. character at all times. And, and that way, it actually reminded me very happily of Mega Man Battle Network. Um, and I am a huge Battle Network fan, well, and Mega Man fan, period, obviously. But. Yes, it reminded me. Yeah, clearly the shirt and everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was very. It was fun. It was like this. Yeah, you match three uh, three or more light colored runes together to do various magical attacks uh, against the enemies that are constantly trying to assail you with their own spells. Oh, and cool. again, you have full real time control over your character, so you're not just watching your character do things. You have to actively avoid attacks and stay on the move. And you can swap tiles and move them to other places to build your runes and do more powerful attacks. It was a lot of fun. And on top of that, the writing was great. The, like the, was, for a story-driven game, which is very important. Yeah. The writing was great, and the art was really cool. Like, this is a yeah. game to watch out for, in my opinion. If
3: I'm remembering, it's, like, kind of isometric? Or is it, is it is. It's yeah, kind of you know, isometric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: It uh, cool. also is going to have local 1v1 battle mode. Ooh.
1: That so I did not do, know. You That's do, cool. Uh, PvP I so can so see it. that being Let's a lot go, of fun. Let's go, Kyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That will be fun. That's Probably gonna be in our indie grab bag stream that we gotta do. uh, Unlock new characters by progressing through the story. Uh, It was revealed in. This game had actually been revealed before, back in July, uh, but this direct actually was the reveal publicly that it was coming to Switch, I believe, unless. You said you have to play it. Did they talk about it being on Switch then?
1: They did, yeah. So this this was them revealing it was going to be on Switch. They had not prior to the or previous the was or the event you went to the direct. Oh, well, it was I just played it at PAX West. Oh, that's bad. all it was. Oh, same timing. Same oh, timing. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, they revealed sorry. during the direct that it's coming to yeah, Switch. Yeah, I
0: forgot direct. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I, I, yeah, I messed up. Um, it's coming in early 2019 to PC, Mac, and Switch. Right. So look forward to that one. Very cool. Uh, this next one, Level Head mm-hmm. from Butterscotch Shenanigans is a creative platformer for 1 to 4 players where you build and publish levels for the rest of the world to play. And I think you had a description for it that was better than what I just did.
3: Uh well, yeah, it's like Super Mario Maker for platformer for like Actiony platformers. I would all. I would almost maybe Three. add like chicken, ultimate chicken horse in there too. because ah. <laughs> you can what? level build together.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know if it's competitive or cooperative, but no, yeah, it's. Co- I think it's cooperative when you're building yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But you can play and upload levels and yeah.
0: Then you could troll.
3: yeah <laughs> I imagine you have to make beatable levels, but who knows?
1: Despite my best intentions, I do not spend a lot of time making levels. That's, um, that's the thing. Is exactly like, This didn't do way. much for me because I'm not a big level creator slash designer guy. Like Even with Super Mario Maker, I, as much fun as I had with it, the first time I realized that, hey, level design is actually really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and to make even a, yep. a basic subpar Mario level took me hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather be playing other people's levels yeah. than trying to build my own. So when when you know when you tell me the words level editor, I just kind of go okay. That's really cool for those creative types, mm. but that's not me personally.
3: I think I I do like level creation, but I find that it's a fine line because uh, things like Far Cry Five level editor, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it, but there's an ease to Mario Maker that makes it mm. it feels mm-hmm. more like a game while you're designing. And uh, my hope is that this feels like that too. Also, I hope it's kind of a kick in the seat, again, for Nintendo to put Mario Maker
0: on Switch. It's more to we're getting to, play, uh, to create stuff. We're talking about, like, the little stuff they do, like, like rubbing stuff, like, to like in the Mario Maker. Like, oh, yeah. To change stuff, like, the sound effects they do. Like I think that's kind of dumb, actually, oh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, on the a Switch, I
3: would stuff, want it to yeah. just be, like, here are all your options on a menu, because nah. you don't have a stylus. I mean, you can do it with your finger, I guess, but... There's a TV yeah, mode too. that's the I'm most
0: interested to see is how yeah, they handle that. I know. I really hope they just do revealed. it with the controller.
3: But uh, but yeah, this looks fun. But I thought I would say that the the trailer for this, mm-hmm. I hope, was kind of just the attitude for the trailer and not so much for the game. Oh, I, I yeah. found the VO kind the of VO abrasive. Was, yep. Um, and yeah. like that oh. sort of attitude, I'm kind of like tired of it. Yeah, I hear you. It feels so 2000 and late. Was, you know, it was
0: also it felt like it was. That was, was trying to make it stand out the most, right? Like, Attention grabbing because we don't feel confident enough in our game, but right? It could be some marketing person or something like, nah, nah. This is the day and age you got to do this. Yeah. So I hope that's kind of just, yeah, was just not the greatest Temporary trailer, misfired, but hopefully the yeah. game
3: at least at
1: least it yeah. didn't go so like as hard on the edge as Mighty Number no. Nine did. At sure, least right, at, at least that that, that it's not, finished not finished quite that that far. That. Right. That's too far. Uh huh
0: um coming to pc ios android and switch this november iOS and android oh wow yep. nice mobile. interesting um our last two games from the the from the list um king of the hat mm-hmm. from hieroglyphic games this was originally a kickstarter project um this game is a simple two button it's controlled to simple two button actions that's it and they were saying like that's like we just want it to be very easy for people to get into and just play. You don't have to worry about your inputs. So you get to focus on like what's going on screen and stuff like that. In this world, your hat is your life. And if your hat gets killed, you die. So <laughs> your hat is everything. So like real life. Yeah, it's just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, yeah, you gotta hide your cat your hat in a vault okay, like we multiple do. multiple hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be ranked online multiplayer. Um, there's also going to be four player local multiplayer. Um, 15 different characters. And I just want to, like, they gave a few examples, but the last one washing machine as a character. Yeah. Nice. Like, washing machine.
3: <laughs> the character, see, this this trailer <laughs> yeah. had some funny. Well, it was the dude reading yeah. the, uh-huh. the video, I think, but this had a funny vibe to it like the one character's name is birthday right yeah. i was gonna bring him up <laughs> <laughs> Who's bir- whose every day
1: is his birthday i love that That's <laughs> just funny that's what sold me on this game like yeah, i i already yeah, want right. to play it i'm probably gonna buy it like mm-hmm. this was one of the, the the games of the direct for me i love the aesthetic i love the sen- the simple just pick up and play gameplay yeah. and yes the humor that is 150 percent my style of humor so when the, when you say yeah here's birthday his birthday's every day i'm like oh sold done <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, it's just like, like so you can't prove that yeah. no disprove <laughs> it <so it's laughs> exactly like, okay. It's like yeah. you just have to take him at his word, and it's like, okay, that's his whole character. Oh <laughs> and I'm all about it.
0: I wonder if it's like they had a personal experience of like the the – I've seen it in movies and stuff. But like the person who goes into like a restaurant, my birthday today, uh, like free food, and come back next week, is my birthday.
1: Exactly. My birthday. It's his birthday still. <laughs> like, wow, um, your
0: birthday. Oh. Uh, birthday
3: he just has 365 <laughs> ids that just say every day is
1: for what it's worth uh andre and tom played it at pax and they mm. said it was a lot of fun i didn't get a chance to but they said they had a good time so it cool. does That's seem great. to have the gameplay quality to back up its fun sense of humor nice. and cool nice. graphics Do we know so. the
2: on yeah or coming or? early 2019, early 2019. Okay. i'm looking forward to
1: it yeah this one All looks right.
0: fun
3: good group stream too also
0: the final spotlight game I think this game was designed by my alter ego. <laughs> Not my alter ego, my 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 twin, basically. Yeah. Untitled Goose Game mm-hmm. yes from House House. <laughs> part stealth, part sandbox, with slapstick humor. You play as a goose. Your goal is to ruin everyone's day.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: The whole game is the exquisite troll yeah, part. Like, this is the troll part. No, it's yep. almost like, this is the troll <laughs> game. I was like, oh, what up Just me. the fact that it's called Untitled Goose Game <laughs> is
3: yeah. brilliant Funny. to me. This is going to be great at parties and, <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's fantastic.
0: Like, we are streaming. Like,
3: it's oh, yeah.
1: Like, oh,
0: God. Like, mandatory. Yeah, stream like, for sure.
1: You oh. have a few beers and get into some Untitled Goose Game and you're yeah. seems like you're guaranteed a good time.
0: It's coming early 2018 to PC and Switch. Oh, it's already out. That's great early 2019 <laughs> <laughs> it's not already out. the ultimate troll it's <laughs> been <Yeah, laughs> yeah, yeah, out yeah. for months um all right yeah that yeah that's gonna be great uh can't wait to play that one definitely looking forward to it oh uh, yeah like the, like the art style like i like the the kind of, like, flat look of it and everything yeah. like that and like just a goose's animation it,
3: like, yeah it look really... it kind of has like a donut county kind of vibe like look to it sort of yeah thing. actually it does Mixed it a does. little bit with Unfinished Swan, that has sort of It a, does have
1: a bit of that, yeah, Unfinished Swan this vibe is, to it.
0: What if this is actually a sequel to Unfinished Swan?
3: That, you know uh, what? I can't say I'd, I would
1: be entirely like unhappy with that. Unfinished Swan, Untitled Goose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't say I'd be entirely unhappy
0: really about like, that. like uh, Dog Fractions 3. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh taking that away um they ended it with a montage of just the, the plethora of indie games yeah. that are coming or are now out such as desert child i've played that it, it's very cool come in december yeah. yeah this is a don's big game right or no that no, uh, that's
3: a... oh god what was that called I'm i forget for... the name. yeah i forget it now it's like S one maybe? word yeah. yeah it has that a similar look that
0: should also come to switch too but it's not but uh
3: Desert Child, yeah, is really yeah, cool.
0: It was side like on the bikes and yeah. stuff. I saw that yeah, yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. like Sorry, that v- Journey
3: with a dirt bike, but like a hover bike.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Oh, uh, what is that game called? Whatever. But this looks really look cool. It. I can look it up. This has um there's like a little your whole goal is to get, raise five hundred dollars to get a ticket to like get off world or something like that. It takes place in that kind of a really good and you you do like these hover bike races and there's a little town hub the, several hubs i think where you can buy ramen and like buy items upgrade your stuff eat and drink Ryan and ramen. sleep and talk to people yeah it, it, it's re, it's got just really cool vibes yeah this game
0: wasteland yeah. 2 director's cut from in exile coming september Whoa. 13th all right next week
3: so intense yeah
0: yeah
2: <laughs> hardcore
0: Bastion from Supergiant Games, also September 13th. Nice. Classic. We got, we got a Deluge coming. Undertale from 8 4 coming September 18th. Nice. September been, 18th, okay. Yeah, yeah, they've been like talking about that one for a while. Like, we just can't tell you yet. Can't tell you it. I remember there was doing one episode it was like, why did they reveal it's going to switch without a date? It was yeah. like it was a big deal. Like this
3: it was is one I never finished on PC, and I'm definitely going to pick it up again on Switch. <laughs> and...
1: Same with me in <laughs> PS4. Uh, PS4, I got yeah. to the very end, but I just yeah. so many people kept talking to me about it and right. kept trying to tell me right. about uh, the big. Th- right. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break and yeah. come back to it when people are talking about it less because I w- I really want to experience mm. the big thing. Right. I've only been you know, like mild yeah. spoiled.
3: Yeah. I know it gets like weird. Yeah. Exactly. That's like it.
1: <laughs> but it just didn't seem like the kind of thing that was worth having right. spoiled and ruined for me i'm like yeah. you know what just good, you know.
3: good
0: choice
1: yeah
3: also great. it was a very emotionally stressful game for me yeah. <laughs> because it's i an didn't emotionally stressful game I, I wanted to play completely nonviolent, yeah. and i just it kept playing like emotions on me and i was like i don't like feeling things stop it
0: yeah uh, there's one scene from that game that still gets me the, I mean, it's towards the end. It's not like the ending or the final boss. Mm-hmm. Down, down, yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Because I want okay. you to see if you get it as well. Because yeah. when it happened for me, I was just like, oh, I feel like a piece of shit. Even,
3: <laughs> even toward the beginning. I might that, know like, what you're talking about, but oh, yeah, yeah, I won't say anything the, either. The caretaker character toward the beginning, I was like, this is too intense emotionally. <laughs> I don't want to mm. fight. Yeah.
0: Jackbox Party Pack 5 from Jackbox Games coming October 2018. Another Jackbox party stream coming definitely in October. Those are always
1: pretty pretty reliable. Oh yeah. I like those. I, I love Mia.
0: What one of yeah, 4 was wasn't weird the humor best. one, the one mode or whatever. Right, that was yeah, really that one off. game we didn't like. Oh, that wasn't was Jackbox, it was something else, right? Or wasn't? Uh, I, I, yeah, do right. we
1: know if Party Pack 5 does that does this one uh, contain does one? it contain a permutation of Fibbage? because that game is awesome? Fibbage. Like Ooh. Fibbage, Fibbage Two, Fibbage XL. I don't know. Fibbage is one of the best Jackbox games in my opinion. I Like
3: Quiplash a lot. Mm-hmm. Which one? Which one had the TKO? The T-shirt one. That was three, uh, I think. Yeah, it was that one three. was three. Really good. <laughs> yeah, Jackbox. I've I've been a lifelong fan of you. Don't yeah, know. Yeah, we Jack, were. The, so. I was
0: mistaken thing of the PlayStation exclusive one that was part of that like
1: line. I think of, it's called
3: That's You. Yeah, That's oh, You. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. The the humor in that yeah oh, dipped yeah, dipped real was... blue real suddenly. <laughs> and we were all like, whoa.
1: Oh man.
0: Transistor from Supergiant Games coming November 2018. Yeah. Nice, don't miss that one. Dragon Marked for Death from Inti Creates. Yeah, wow. December 13th.
1: I got to play quite a bit of this at yeah. Pax and. What is this one? This is like a it's like a, a four player action or platformer RPG. Basically, yeah. it's got local and online, I believe, multiplayer up to four players, and it's done the art. The art of the game is done by the same guy who did Mega Man Zero, mm. which is some of my favorite art in all of video games. And the pixel art animation style is 100% Mega Man Zero, yeah. and it's awesome. So it's really I got to play all three missions, probably like 20 minutes collectively at Pax, and guys, this is one to watch out for.
0: Cool. Yeah. Dragon marked for death. Uh, Dragon Mark for Death, yep. cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, light Fingers from Numismatic uh, Games coming September twentieth. Uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP from huh. uh, Capybara October twenty eighteen.
3: What's Light Fingers?
0: Um, that is. Uh, it was oh, in the is montage. That, is the, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, The heist jumping over yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Right. Oh, I re- okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they shadow dropped uh, into the breach from Subset Games, makers of FTL. FTL's awesome game. Um, so yeah, that, uh, into the breach. Everything I've heard from it, specifically from Ben Moore, I started
3: really it. I started it and I liked it, but it, it didn't like everyone. Everything I'd heard about it is like, oh my god, it's the greatest game yeah. of all time. So yeah, same here. And I started. I played. I, I, granted, I only played like three or four levels. You know, okay. like forty minutes, maybe thirty minutes. But, yeah, I was like, it's good, but it's not blowing me away. So maybe okay. I just need to give it more
0: time, probably. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it's the nature of the game is more complex. Because, like, yeah. for me, like, FDL just, like, caught me, like, right, two jumps. I was like, FDL, okay, I was like
3: yeah, okay, we're, we're going,
0: we're going. You get
3: it. I I will
1: say that the trailer, I, I heard the same thing you did. I was like, oh, the best thing. And the trailer didn't do a thing for me. Yeah, and right. not just maybe because of my own preference but of genre right. and such, but it just didn't do anything yeah, for me. Yeah,
3: and if you're not into tactical warfare, right. then, yeah, probably it's just not going like, to.
2: Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as I mentioned earlier, they did launch a new uh, channel on the Switch dedicated to indie games, but it's a news channel. Uh, it's not an eShop, like, channel channel, right. So far as I could tell, like a category. Uh, and finally, this wasn't the final game of the montage, but I'm bringing up last because we're going to do a little bit of a tiny discussion here on it. The Messenger, which is already out from Sabotage Games, came in on August 30th. And uh, the reason I bring up The Messenger is because... Ash and I actually reviewed the game for each of our respective outlets, so you can check out the review uh, at Game Explain on their YouTube channel or on Easy Allies on our YouTube channel as well. Um, but before diving in, um, I wanted to get like Ian's thoughts because you haven't actually really played it, but you've seen you got.
3: I watched your review. Yeah, you watched I your review. I didn't cut it, but I okay. saw it. Okay, yeah. and
0: you, uh, yeah, you've seen it in action. Like, what are the vibes you got from it?
3: It looks cool. Um, it it's. It has the world-swapping thing, so it, it, to me, it just reminded me of Outland and Guacamelee and those kind of things, and I like those games. I've heard really good things about Guacamelee 2. Um, yeah, this is one of the ones that I'm like interested in, but I haven't bought it yet. You know.
1: I just want to say I love you for mentioning Outland. Nobody yeah. remembers that game, Outland, and that game man. was so good. It was good, and yeah. I'm
3: so bad at bullet hells. So uh-huh. I got, I like definitely hit my skill wall on the, that yeah. game. But I really uh-huh. liked that land. Oh, such a good game.
1: Yeah, I'm kind
0: of curious. I want to ask you this question, Ian, before we get into it. Do you? I mean, you might know the answer, but like when you first saw it, or even now, do you do you realize it's like the jumping back and forth between eight bit and sixteen bit? Do you, do you realize it's not a, did you realize it's not something you manually do but it's like only right. it's and only you in specific have to, instances Yeah I okay.
3: going into the review I thought you could just do, do it, it you like unlocked okay. a, an ability but then yeah. watching the review I saw yeah you have to like jump through little vortexes or or uh, warp holes or whatever to
0: yeah, that's good to know. I think I mean I'd seen it. I saw it at E three. So I already knew how it worked, but mm. uh, I was kind of worried because I saw a lot of comments leading into the release that people thought it was like an ability. As soon as ability, uh, you're gonna get right, and you can do it on. Uh, and that was the Metroidvania part of it. Is that like you just you instantly jump back and forth between two different worlds at any screen, and it's like right. that's the whole not point quite, of it. Yeah, that's not quite it. So I just want to like get that out of the way because for people like haven't seen anything about this game. So I want to start uh, with a question with you, Ash. Um, mm-hmm. It's been about a week since uh, the review, since like how, how do you feel now, week after reviews? How do you feel about this game? Like thinking back about it,
1: about the same way I did. I I, I was I gave it a like it, uh, so I did enjoy the game. I think I I feel slightly let down by it, only because it it ended up not being what I thought it was. Um, and I don't know if that's more my fault or if that's just the way the game was marketed. But uh, I've been following the game since Pax East, where I first played it, and I was like, oh my god, it's like a Ninja Gaiden. This is awesome. I love you know because so many. Uh, retro style platformers use the more obvious inspirations like Mega Man, Castlevania, Mario, and that's fine, but Ninja Gaiden, man, like not as many people remember those games on the NES, and I love them, and I was instantly in love with what I played at PAX East, and, it, and I thought what I was getting was a full length action platformer, and what I got was half an action platformer, half a Metroidvania, and it's that Metroidvania part for me that was a bit of the, kind of dampened a bit of my love for the game. Uh, not that I don't love Metroidvania, as I do, but the game doesn't feel like it was meant to be one.
0: So that's that's a really good point. And actually watching your review, Ash, and I think I watched one or two other reviews who had sort of the similar sentiment about that. That the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, I don't want to, like, I don't, everyone throws out the term, like, identity crisis or something like that. Like, it doesn't know what it wants to do with itself at a certain point. But thinking back upon it... um the switch when it happens, I won't even say it's like necessarily like halfway. It doesn't feel like, to me, it never felt like it was 50-50. I will definitely concede on the, when the game switches over to that part where you finally have the ability to go, you have a map. It's like a big reveal. You get a map. Yeah. And now like there's all these areas from the, like the world's unified. You can go to all these different zones again. You can like instantly cross them and... I would I would see like the backtracking factor. One, the backtracking factor got really excessive.
2: Yeah.
0: It, 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 and, and that almost felt like is a little bit of indicative of that they had this idea, this cool idea like what if the surprises we do a metroidvania and like all the levels we made are really connected and like you got to go back through them. But I think it's also a consequence of maybe you can't really do this or, or needed more time. Like one or the other. Either it's yeah. really hard to do this and they didn't have enough time because I do like reflecting upon it. The first, the the linear parts of it are definitely the strongest parts of that Absolutely. game. Absolutely, even like the like even parts where you can go back and forth between in eight and sixteen bit styles. Um, that would have been enough for me just in like linear fashion. Thinking about it. Me that would have been like a really like that would have been an excellent game. I think at that point, I think like besides like the excessive, really excessive backtracking, I I feel that it's almost. the the objective list that you're trying to accomplish in the metroidvania part of the game is really it's not tracked and communicated as well as i I think it could be they they do this thing like here's a cryptic quote like figure it out or you can just pay here's where it is but even doing that like the the logic of things flowing together i had to do i did a second playthrough for a stream and i got pretty far in the time limit i had and ma- knowing what to do, it made more sense. I wonder if that was the problem. Like they got to a point where they just knew their game so well mm-hmm. that it made so much sense to them. They're like, no, this is gonna like this flows perfectly and stuff. Like they they just get enough outside like you know feedback from the game that I think I was able to overcome a lot of it and it didn't register the way I think some other people saw it because i was like oh no I, i'm gonna like i'm gonna like figure this out and stuff like it's okay like this is like a challenge this is it's supposed to be challenge like it's, like the difficulty in figuring this out and putting up with this as part of the challenge is a retro game so I, so I might have been yeah. a little bit more forgiving on that end of it but like i definitely agree with you on that that the that i feel that is not the strongest part of the game and compared to like any other similar type of retrovania game it is very weak compared to games that, like, start out as that. like well, yeah. Like, people are like, oh, how's it like to, like, Hollow Knight? I'm like, Hollow Knight blows that, that part. Like, There's not even talking about Hollow Knight oh, and yeah. this together. And I think calling calling it a Metroidvania out of the gate is, like, it's weird. Because it's yeah. re- revealed. They talked about it. But you don't get there for so long. And people, like, I think people are going to go into the expectation, it's a Metroidvania game. Oh, why is it linear? Like, so exactly. weird. It's
1: so weird. It, 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 it's we a, about
3: it. How long is it linear for? Have,
0: uh, it's, like, a good, I mean it's a good like probably what's five about that five to wow.
1: seven ish hours so depending like on how, i saw some yeah. people
0: say it took them 25 hours to beat or 30 hours to beat or something like that i don't know what that playtime thing was accurate or not right uh, but like i went back from my went back through my footage it was about like 10-ish hours for me. And I wow. did get all 45 so like of the, through, the It was about 10
1: hours for me too yeah. that I got to that point. And yeah. yeah, I just you know, it's just not the kind of game that I feel lent itself to Metroidvania style gameplay. Like and and I could say that about Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden doesn't have stages that I would want to play through forwards and backwards. Right. It has it's it's a great action platformer and and it's the same problem with the Messenger, except it wasn't a problem with Ninja Gaiden because it wasn't trying to be Metroidvania. <laughs> like the Messenger has yeah. these has these stages that are a lot of fun to go through the first time, but then they, the game asks you to go back through them backwards multiple times, and it's just it's not as fun. They're not the kind of levels that feel like they're made for exploring.
0: It was not Symphony of the Night upside down? Right? No, like they right. did not. Not like, even close. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like because of the smaller nature of this game's like like probably budget and scale. Like Developer Digital publishing it, it obviously comes from like a, a smaller team, right? Uh, a team from uh, was it? Montreal, Quebec. I'm oh, uh,
1: it's uh, Berserk's No, not Berserk. Uh, oh, I Sabotage can't remember. Games, Sabotage. But the, Sabotage. Their location. Because
0: oh, I thought they were course. French at first. Is it uh, Montreal. France, but, but Montreal. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah, the Canadian. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because French Canadians, I'm like, it's got to be in one of those areas. I bet I don't want to like incorrectly label that, but like it, the 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 team wasn't that big, right? So I think maybe it was they did spend a long time on this game. And, oh, totally. Uh, and this was like a thing that this uh, the lead developer had been like thinking about for like I think what 10 plus years or like even longer than that mm-hmm. like it was something he just really wanted to bring to, to life and yeah I just don't know like that was the thing because you, you, you think about Castlevania Symphony of the Night like Dracula upside down like how perfectly planned that was right they knew they knew this was going to happen you have to go back through this and a lot of the reviews did point out that these levels were as you said Ash were not meant to go backwards through again like it's right. not that's not enough.
1: It almost felt to me like they they had that, you know, just the action platform the former part of the game the first half. And it almost felt to me like they said, "Oh man, our game isn't long enough. We need to figure something out here and make it longer." And I think and I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it doesn't feel like it was it was designed to be a Metroidvania from the ground up. And I said this in my review kind of in my closing. I said the problem is it's not a bad game. Like, it's clearly the the, produ- the production values are off the charts. It's a good game, but it's a it's merely a good 20-hour game when it could have been a great 10-hour game.
0: Uh, I think it's a fair point. Um, I, I mean, I still think I... Well, I definitely can see the faults mm-hmm. in the, the later, latter half of the game. I think I still kind of enjoyed it, especially when you get to... Some of the newer parts, They they completely brand new areas you go mm-hmm. to, but at the same time, yeah. you could also argue that could have just been like linear progression to right. get there. Versus, did you really need to backtrack to get? They go back through same levels to get there. I like, I, I can see that the in terms of like a Metroidvania, that part of it wasn't designed very well. While there's still good parts on it, so I can see it as like being a very great linear game, and then just like it's a pretty okay Metroidvania style game, and then when you mix those together, you get like. It's a pretty solid game. You know? Right. That's, I think, where most people are coming to. But I think you made your... I think you would agree with this statement that you think it would have been better if it stuck to being a linear action platformer through and through to the
1: 100%. end. 100%. Yeah. Um, because the core gameplay mechanics are strong. The controls yes. are great. The ninja controls exactly how uh, as you'd expect them to. The wall jumping, climbing, all of it is great. It's really good. The, the, the core the, the, game's the, great. The
0: wall... Ugh. It was I, same thing as Ninja Gaiden problem. It's a little sticky. I think they were trying to emulate Ninja Gaiden yes, like stickiness. Yes, yeah. I don't really like that. It's a little annoying to me, but I got over it. Like it's sure. whatever. But like in terms of like polish, it's really good. But I think it was missing just a tiny bit of finesse that like Hollow Knight I think edges it out on.
1: Because oh yeah, I would say like, Hollow
0: Knight just had like it was like every single mistake was your mistake in that game. And same, I can say mostly the same thing of like the messenger. There to be, like, very... It was, like... This is getting really granular here. like But, like, sure. to me, it was, like, a very small difference between you. But when you can, like, be put in the same breath of that, that's impressive. Like, no, I yeah, agree. Like, this yeah. is extremely impressively well executed in terms of its mechanics. And everything feels, feels really good. And... You just have so many different options to like with the cloud step stuff, and then you get like, I mean, the joke—the grappling hook. Hook. hook it's not yeah. a grappling hook. But it's a grappling hook. You know,
1: uh, the- uh, to speak to that point, I have to say I, I just want to like call out the writing. The yeah. writing is really good in that game, and yes, it may be a little self-aware. Yes, it, you know, it's a little tropey, but at the same time, I think it does go beyond being tropey. And there's a lot of optional. Like, did you ever? Uh, yeah, I did. You did all, the cabinet thing.
0: thing? Well, uh, you did the cabinet thing. Did, did you do? Did you do all the side story? Like I did, story? and they were really the, good. Because you get the, the the thanks, the developer thanks to do that?
1: Oh, I must have missed one then because I didn't. I must have forgotten to do one so along the way. So the very way. last okay. one you
0: can do from the the shopkeeper. He basically gives a story, and in between each of them, he's basically telling the story of this game's development from oh, this guy's great. perspective it, but told, you know, through, like, a, like a, a metaphor, essentially. Mm. And between each of the major, like, statements he makes, he says, thanks so-and-so, thanks so-and-so. And when you get to the credits, you'll see those names in oh. the credits right. and stuff. And he, like, each line kind of calls out, like, something that helped them along the way. And he thanks that person, which is like, oh, that person did something. It's a really nice... Kind of like, I mean, Easter, like Easter egg but like also stuff tribute and stuff.
1: And I, I did love yeah. how, like, when you examine the cabinet over and over again, like he didn't lie to you. He's like, "Hey, you won't be able to skip this text. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you for it." And he does. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I love stuff like that. That you know, you don't have to go out of your way to find, but if you do, that it's there. And I have to say, the writing was uncommonly good.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I like that part of it. I think the last thing I want to talk about is uh, the jumping between the eight bit and sixteen bit thing. Uh, do you think it was? Ultimately, in the end, do you think it was cooler than just like a neat audio visual effect? Do you think it really added much else to the game?
1: It, no, but it but that audio visual effect added a lot. It was really cool. Like that that effect itself just a- aesthetically, it spoke so clearly to my video game music loving soul that mm. I loved having you know switching between these eight bit and very Sega Genesis style sixteen bit versions of the same track on the fly. Like that to me, technically, is really cool. And I did like by the way too that the sixteen bit portion was very specifically modeled after a Sega Genesis style. 16-bit and not SNES style because you don't see that quite as often these days emulated as often
0: that's why I threw out I only I only use 8 bit the words 8bit and 16-bit in my review uh-huh. I was like I'm not saying like because I was like I know I'm it's NES and Genesis but I'm not gonna say anything cause I'm just it's gonna start a debate and like uh-huh. I'm not I'm oh. not getting throwing my hand in that ring I'm just gonna say 8bit and 16bit because that's clear that's it's very neutral. Uh-huh. Very neutral route with that. And I didn't see any of that in my like comments from my review, thankfully. But Well that's good. Yeah, I saw some other reviews who did call it like Super Nintendo's. Yeah. That, to me, there's no debate. That's, yeah. That is not
1: those instruments. Like that music is unequivocally not Super Nintendo. So I'm sorry if you're saying that's what it is. You're wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm going there. Okay. <laughs> just that's I am. What, I mean, I'm yeah, digging my heels in. Up, you can back it up. Yeah. Um,
0: I will say that in my. I remember I said that, like it drastically alters like environments, but I was talking about like I forgot to qualify by saying the visuals. Like uh-huh. Azona was like a nice forest now like ruined like blah blah blah. I was like, oh wow, that's a very starker like the sky ruins all cloudy and very like you know like like nomadic. Like I did vibe, like, like that. Avatar did like just dark, like demonic, not demonic, but like dark, evil lightning. And like, it's like, like this the world is ended vibe. I was like, whoa. I did. Those
1: are, yeah. those are my favorite instances of the world switching where the two versions were very, the, the two instances of the world were very different. Like those cloud ruins, like you were saying, you've got the nice peaceful 16 bit version, then the dark stormy eight bit version. And I thought that was really cool. So, Yes, while I don't think that the world switch mechanic added much to the gameplay, I do still think it added a lot to the game because there aren't any other games doing that right now.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that. It was nice because th- it was very simplistic puzzle stuff you solved. Like, right. oh, uh, in the pa- uh, in 8-bit, sorry, <laughs> 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 no, she's there, in 8-bit version, uh, like, a path would be blocked off. But in 16-bit version, oh, it's now opened. Or right. there'd be a series of gates, it's like, You gotta figure out the order to go through them to get through to the next area. In terms of like it's been changed or something, it never went beyond that, but it was still kind of fun. Like I had had like a good time with it. And there were one or two like, oh, I gotta backtrack really far to do that. It's like, did I do the right one? But also played into the that's a really far way to have to go back to that's the thing. And that's the other thing is the
1: fast travel system was poor. Like, yeah, like it has a fast travel system, them. but barely, uh-huh. and you have to unlock some of the gates. Because so they put
0: some of them in quote unquote, the, not quote unquote, the literally new zones that like you had to like figure right. out how to access them in the first place. Now you can. T- I'm like,
1: what? And there are certain required places you have to go to advance the oh. story that are not near any fast travel location, which mm-hmm. kind of plays into that uh, borderline absurd amount of backtracking that the game requires.
0: Yeah, very true.
3: So if you think, do you think if they put in some more? Fast travel depots or whatever—that it would improve the experience overall.
1: Yes, that would have helped, but I still think that the best experience would have come from them just having it be a straight linear sure, action sure, platformer. Sure.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I think though at the very least, I think you're going to get more of this. Um, barring it was a sales disaster, I don't think I think it'll sell pretty decently. I hope it does. Um, I mean, I think it does deserve it. Yeah, there, there, yeah, the cool. yeah. If you finish the game, if you finish the game, mean, not spoiling anything, but like, there's obviously. They allude to like there should be more right. There's more to this at some point maybe. And it
1: doesn't feel like uh, with Devolver Digital backing it, it doesn't. F- it feels like it got a pretty decent marketing campaign. Like it. Oh it yeah. Feels like it's gonna do okay. I
0: think yeah. it's focus on like the Switch. I think a lot of people were. I mean, it had a pretty big discussion thread on like Reset Era for right. for that. And I was kind of surprised. Like oh wow, like they're like don't underestimate people wanting like not just retro style game, but like a Ninja Gaiden type NES Ninja Gaiden style game. Like people yeah. really wanted something like that and again. like you said yeah. it
1: does seem like you know barring a sales disaster that they, they want to make another one it's pretty quite clear
0: i agree with that but uh yeah try and check it out if you can that'd be my uh my advice to you um check
1: it out and but don't marathon it like oh yeah
2: don't
0: don't try and i think
1: one of the problems i ran into is i had to marathon it for the review and it's not the kind of game that you want to marathon like definitely play it in chunks like little bite-sized chunks and really enjoy it and when you get to the metroidvania aspect just pace yourself because if you try to do it all at once you're going to get really really burned out. yeah
0: i that's where i took like my first break i think i was like uh, i was like all right (laughs) like all right yeah this is just okay um to wrap this up, it's this a fun question, real quick, about All right. like messenger themed uh, from Connell. One of the big hooks in the messenger is switching between eight and sixteen bit styles. While it certainly would be more difficult, could you see a game implementing a switch between sixteen and say thirty two or sixty four bit styles? What unique what unique gameplay hooks could you see this providing, or is the typical gameplay styles of those two generations so different they wouldn't be compatible?
1: Oh, I think you could definitely do a 16-bit. I mean, I'm already imagining, like, a a, a Mega Man X game where you have the 16-bit X-style graphics right alongside the 32-bit X-style graphics that were, they're both very much traditional 2D platformers. Like, I think that could absolutely be done, and I want to see it be done after you mentioning that, because now I want it to happen. (laughs) I also could think of a thing, and I I don't know how technically feasible this is because I'm not a developer, but I could also think of something where you have, like, a 16-bit traditional platformer and then you go into a two point five D type thing yeah. for the you know the more modern it take, like a you know, Mega Man X eight type thing or Klonoa two or oh god, that just makes me think I want a new Klonoa game. But <laughs> but uh yeah, like I think that could totally be done and I would like to see that be attempted personally.
3: Yeah, I was thinking of Castlevania. Like you yeah. could go Castlevania four, which had parallaxing, but then you could go simply in the night style, like jump all the way up. totally twenty eight bit. I don't know what you can call that anymore. But like yeah, you could do that and it'd be nuts.
0: I want to see... Here we go. No, make it simple. I just want to see, like, 2D Mario, and you're going down the linear course, and then all of a sudden, like, you just, like, hit some gate or something, or warp pipe, and then it all becomes completely 3D. honestly like, does that! And you're looking at this, and it's like, wait a second... Well, yeah, that that's within a course. But like, I want to see like the background. Like, it, oh, okay, like okay. it's like
3: yeah, in real time. Yeah, right. Awesome. But then like
0: the background, you go past, like what was over this like these blocks right here? Like Super Mario One, the block steps going up to the flag. You go on the other side of it. Like, what's behind this over here? Oh, there's a path this way. It's like oh, it can go right. Like, I mean, three D is a little crazy. But like, let's say like you're doing linear two D Mario, and you come to like a gap, and like almost like. Super Paper Mario. Style. You, I was going to say it you feels, swap, yeah. and now you're going down a different, like basically you have like intersections in the right. game, like in the levels, and you start going down multiple branching paths, and yeah. so it's like you got to reach a goal, but you, you there's see, now multiple paths to go. You
1: see there. a little bit of this in Runner 3, actually. It's kind of, of yeah, Yeah. it's kind of, it's not, it's not exactly what you're talking about because it's a 3D game, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the graphics are 3D even though it's a 2D style gameplay, but there are, you do eventually, like, it plays with perspective in clever ways and in, in the sense that you get, you eventually see there are multiple paths to the goals in some of the later levels. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: I, uh, I would love it if, if it, if it is Mario, like 2D Mario and then it goes Mario 64 but the first time it happens, Mario, like, has an existential freakout. <laughs> like, yeah. It's because it's going from, like, Flatland to 3D. And he's just like, oh, God, what's yeah. happening? Oh,
2: <laughs> I think that would be geez.
3: really funny.
0: <laughs> well, that would be, yeah. That would be pretty it's sick. Like, it's like the Super <laughs> Mario 64 face thing. It, yeah. like, goes to that scene. He's uh-huh. like, mommy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, like, sees a mirror and he's
2: like, oh,
3: God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, no. Fun question. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. That is the, the end of our episode. I know it went long. Um, I want to thank everyone who submitted questions for uh, this week. I'm glad we got to get to most of them. Um, Good questions. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. So thank you for that. Um, if you'd like to submit questions for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, you just give me a $5 on a patron on our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash easyallies. And uh, the week that we are recording a new episode, I will throw up that post calling for submissions. Um, it is, again, as I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, it is very likely the next official Nintendo Direct will be the focus of the next episode. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We don't have a date on that We either. don't. It's been delayed, but they said the very near future. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. next week. Next, yeah, because yeah. there's also... There, I mean, there are some people, like, you know, all I can think about is games that so don't realize that, like, a tragedy happened. That's why, yeah. like, it's late. Like, yeah. They're like, stuff's leaking already. or It's going to leak. You've got to release it now. It's like... Calm down. Yeah. it's not the end of the world. The only
1: thing I ask of Nintendo is please not Monday because that's my birthday. Yeah, so said, please <laughs> not. It's not birthday. the best day. Thank you very much. It's so like, please not T- September 10th. Tuesday 10. or Wednesday, please. <laughs> would yeah, be great. or next Thursday. Tuesday is too crazy. We got yeah, too many
3: things.
0: Yeah, Tuesday.
1: Tuesday. So if you're watching Nintendo, or Thursday, please Nintendo, Nintendo. Reggie. Thank thank you. You yeah, me. please take Reggie. our request into account. Um, is
0: Thursday. Maybe uh, by the time we record next episode, maybe we have some TGS stuff. I mean, only the. The pre-event's going to happen before the next episode, but TGS proper, I believe, happens right after the next mm-hmm. friend code, but who knows, maybe, Nintendo's not a part of TGS officially, except this year they are going to help in a th- their third-party vendors in an official capacity this year. It's some weird caveat Wild. or something. But they're not having a booth or anything like that, but who knows, maybe there's some third-party news coming out of that. Oh, TGS. Thank you both for uh, coming again, and uh, Ash, for taking time out of your busy schedule, and uh, where can, uh, again, everyone, I know Game Explain, but just again, where can people catch uh, the Game Explain's work in your
1: work? You can find me on Game Explain again. That's youtube.com slash Game Explain without the E, so it's literally Game Explain. And uh, yeah, you can find my work there. You can find my work in various Udon Entertainment art books, uh, as well as if you're a Homestuck fan, uh, you can find I produce the Hive Swap Act 1 video games. So you can find my work. In various places, but mainly Game Explain. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me back. I always love doing these, and I'm always happy to come back. So thank you for continuing to have me back. And I just enjoy doing stuff with you guys because I'm a fan of Easy Allies as well. Oh.
0: Thank you very much for that. Do you have a Twitter handle?
1: I do. So uh, my my Twitter handle is just my name. I'm I'm kind of uncreative like that. It's Ash Paulson, A-S-H-P-A-U-L-S-E-N. And it is just at Ash Paulson. Please, yeah, I just basically tweet about video games and lots of video game music. In fact, I have a daily hashtag called uh, hashtag 365 days of VGM, where I share a new video game tune every day. And it's proven quite popular. So if you like video games and video game music, give me a follow on Twitter.
3: That's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, yeah no, it has been a lot of fun. It. I've got a few of them. Oh, yeah, thanks. Nice.
0: With that, until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the
2: Triforce.